0: (laughs) (laughs) hello
1: everybody welcome to (laughs) big Big trouble podcast episode 203 i am joe dubs i'm andy
2: i'm home invader
1: Yes, I won.
3: Uh, I'm Chaz, and and you were going to have my shield, but then I'm I'm taking my shield back, Frodo. If you don't get it after that, that that's terrible. I'm back.
2: I'm not home invader. I don't don't invade homes unless you deserve it.
1: (laughs) And um, if you're watching the video and if you heard the audio, uh, we're finally going into the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, But that clip was obviously from, I believe, Return of the King, right? Yeah, that was, the, uh,
3: that was the yeah. uh, Renegade cut. That was something Yeah, that uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was
3: made by the guys that made Dragon Ball Z a bridge or some shit. <laughs> That's what uh, that looked like. It was
1: made by the M. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong, who did uh, the Avatar movie. Uh, anyway, uh, Airbender. Anyway, let's get into some, uh things that we've been playing, watching, or doing. I'm going to be real with you guys. Uh, I slept through this weekend... Um because
0: just slept.
1: <laughs> yeah, 'cause we had to do that wrestling podcast and then me and Zach had to do the uh uh Revelations two for the Nemesis project and I was zonked. I I was tired after that. <laughs> and um oh and I I guess I could bring it up. I did the season one sh- uh Strange New Worlds star Star Trek review. It's on my Joe Dubs thirty five channel if you want to check it out. Um, But, yeah, that's all I've done. So, Andy, what have you been watching, playing, or doing?
3: Uh, Last show, we did the Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings. And uh, after it, I was drinking. And so I decided I got to watch another Ralph Bakshi movie. So I watched Fritz the Cat. Uh, I doubt it, but have any of you guys ever seen Fritz the Cat from the
2: 60s? No, but I know of it. I've heard of it.
3: It's bonkers it's fucking ridiculous it's uh, it's based off of a comic by uh, robert crumb and it's like x-rated you know there's language and drinking and pot smoking and sex and violence and all kinds of stuff so they made a movie about it of course and uh it's 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 a wild time i think it's free on amazon prime right now and i do recommend it mostly if if you uh I don't know if you can't tolerate too much violence or sex, maybe don't watch it, but it's, it's uh it's pretty funny. Um, I played a whole bunch of Forza horizon five. I'm kind of back into it. Now I'm doing all the weekly nonsense and trying to tune cars and paint cars and stuff like that. Uh, I watched on Sunday, the Austrian grand prix, the F one race. I I, I kept thinking I'm going to try to get into F one. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing it now and it was actually really entertaining. I like it because, um, it's only like a 71 I think um uh, uh sorry I, I I can't think I, it's a shorter race so I don't know I, I just liked watching it I'm gonna try to keep up with it going forward um and then I had just a little bit of time so I watched uh the godfather part one and part two <laughs> just in your spare time yeah, yeah just, just a here and there. No, um. I've been meaning to rewatch them for a long time. And I actually, this is kind of leading up to, I want to watch that recut of Godfather part three that came out two years ago. Coda it's called, but, uh, I'm still noticing things about those movies all these years later. I must've seen them so many times, but I'm still noticing things that just, you know, blow me away about them. I've never noticed before, but in the second movie in Godfather part two, I don't think Michael drinks alcohol once, which is very strange. And it's something they don't really draw attention to. Like, I've also been watching the final season of Peaky Blinders. And in that, they won't shut up about the fact that Tommy, uh, Cillian Murphy's character, the main character, doesn't drink anymore. Like, he used to be a huge alcoholic and real wrathful. And he's still wrathful. But, like, he's completely kicked alcohol. And, like, every episode, someone's going to be like, oh, you don't drink anymore, do you? Oh, no, I don't drink. And they bring it up constantly, which is fine. It's important to the story, but in Godfather Part Two, for some reason, Michael no longer drinks. And, like, all I could think about was, like, you know, what's what's going on with that? And it's just, like, real tiny little subtle things like that that it, I didn't pick up on before.
1: The only thing I could think of is, like, maybe he just wants to be aware of his surroundings and not drunk so he can get back. Yeah, whacked.
3: I mean, he's, he's, like, in charge of the family now, and that's kind of what the second movie's about, is um, balancing la familia with his actual family and how his father did it as well because it's got all the flashbacks where de niro is playing um Vito Corleone and I I don't those movies are both masterpieces there's nothing I'm going to say that's going to elevate them any further they're both great but I watched them and they're they're great what do you want <laughs> and I also um uh to balance out how cool watching the godfather is something really embarrassing I've been playing the pokemon trading card game online nonsense thing mm-hmm. I, I don't uh it like teaches you how to play and stuff i just i don't know just kind of scratching a trading card game itch, i guess i'm just touching every end of the spectrum aren't you just yeah like pretty much well godfather little pokemon tcg yeah you get all in Go no i have
0: uh,
3: my yeah a little, a little racing but uh my girlfriend bought some Pokemon cards, and she wasn't even like trying to push me to get into it necessarily, but I missed that rush of opening a booster pack, so I got like three packs just for fun, and they come with the, these little online code things. Yeah, you, uh, you put that in, and it teaches you how to play the game and stuff. So I was, oh, that's kind of fun. And then I also have like you know just like cards now because I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with them. <laughs> You're I like them, them. You're giving them to me later. I'll use them as tokens for my magic decks. <laughs> Maybe. I don't got anything <laughs> super cool. i have actually apparently got lousy luck when it comes to Pokemon cards because all the ones I've been getting are like lame.
1: But they pull, mean something to me. You didn't pull the Logan Paul Charizard that he re- has around his neck. No, the-
3: I mean that's that's old. That's an old card. Yeah, it's also ridiculously expensive.
1: Yeah, because yeah, the Logan Paul.
3: I mean, if I if i had to pull that, then, I mean, it wouldn't be here. It would be on its way to its new owner who had just paid me thousands of dollars. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but other than that, anything else?
3: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Most of my free time was taken up trying to soak up the two Godfather movies and playing a bunch of Forza.
1: Oh, I totally forgot. I did watch The Terminal List. Uh, I'm almost done with that season. That's one with Chris Pratt, a uh, military uh, show has like eight episodes. Highly recommend. On Amazon. Go see it. Apparently it's uh doing better downloads and watches than the, the boys season three, um, which is surprising to me. Because I thought the boys would be rocking it. But
3: that's like all anyone's talking about is the boys.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Zach, what the hell you been watching playing or doing?
2: Uh also reading.
1: And reading.
3: Uh... <laughs> all right, nerd <laughs> <laughs> and eating and drinking just tell us everything. Yeah. Okay.
2: Fuck. I've also been eating food. I've been fucking uh no
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been fucking
2: <laughs> uh read uh Superman uh Red Sun while I was on sabbatical. Yes. Uh I haven't read it since uh Andy let me borrow it several
3: years ago. That's still found... one of my favorite comic stories of all time. So yeah, my favorite it's... alternative forms of Batman is is Batman uh, cough. Batman cough. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty
2: great. Yeah, it's a great uh another one of those else worlds uh stories DC used to do and they stopped doing for some fucking reason. Uh uh there's an animated adaptation of it too. I thought maybe I'd check it out after reading this again. It just, like, eh, okay.
3: We'll yeah. see. If, if if you watch it let me I've always I always kept wanting to watch it. I never have got around to it either yeah it's oh it, i mean clearly it's not going to be like cut for cut the, the the comic or the graphic novel but it's uh um they make some slight changes which change the, the ending a little bit but i mean dr- overall it, it's faithful to the story it's, it's it's good it's a good watch i wouldn't say don't watch it but like you know you I, I have no doubts you're gonna walk away from it and it's like i i had a better time reading it than watching it that's that's okay and that's yeah. the way it is with most things right A
2: lot of those those animated adaptations are, uh, for the most part, not as good as the book. There's some exceptions. Uh, But anyway, uh, I still really enjoy it. I think I enjoyed it a little more than when I first read it, especially because I had more of an understanding of the uh, the geopolitical landscape and all the horseshit behind it now than I did when I first read it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I understood all the communism bullshit better now. Uh, I've also been reading uh, Catwoman from 1993, which uh, is where the infamous artist Jim Balint is drawing her. And everybody likes to make a joke that she has big tits and it breaks her back or something on the Internet. They're <laughs> not that big. <laughs> <laughs> they could be bigger. <laughs> like, like, they're big enough. They're, bi- they're big enough.
3: Clearly, these people have never read Japanese manga. No no clearly not uh but no i like
2: jim balent later became like uh, i guess kind of a huge cheesecake fetish artist late, later in his career like after this point i think mm-hmm. but like you no, know, he draws catwoman good and it, it's like really good like early 90s kind of art that's everybody's proportioned well the colors are really good that kind of stuff if you like that look um there's different people writing right now, too. It's like Joe Duffy and then Chuck Dixon comes in the mix. It's just after Bane beat the fuck out of Batman. That's where we're at right
3: now. Ooh, Nightfall. That's good. That's good stuff.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, then I played Metal Gear and beat it over over the break. Uh, beat Resident Evil Revelations 2 over the break, and we did our, our cast about it. Uh, go, go check that out, Nemesis Project. Been playing Forza Horizon 5 again. Not much to say about it right now, just kind of getting back into it. I watched um, Stranger Things 4, finished all that.
1: Oh, yeah. I finished good. that, too. <laughs> uh,
2: good stuff. Good stuff. Um, still been watching the Spider-Man animated series here and there. Uh. Like Daredevil just appeared in it, and I was like, "Damn, they got Daredevil looked fucking awesome in that show." I kind of kind almost made me wonder why he didn't get a spinoff show. But uh, then I watched Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which was me continuing my, my Freddy
3: journey. I like it's that the, movie. That's the meta Freddy, right? The one about yeah they're doing the movie yeah. about it, but he's it's actually the movie there, about you know. the movies. Yeah,
2: it's before yeah. Wes Craven did Scream. <laughs> but uh, ready.
0: yeah,
2: yeah, it was uh, that's how I kind of looked at it is like this is his like practice run before Scream a little bit, but th- this was more, this is more in the tr- within the trappings of the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, but uh, yeah, I still really liked it so far. I've seen all of these movies and I haven't disliked any of them, and I feel like this is the end of the, the original run though, because it's like after that, there's like huge breaks between movies. Like the only, the next
3: movie is Freddy versus Jason, and then after that it's just the remake, right? Yeah, the, remake. Re,
2: the remake, which people don't really like. So, I'm still going to watch it just to be a stupid completionist and say I watched all of them, but I'm not there yet. Um, I also saw Thor: Love and Thunder in the theater Saturday.
1: Out of everything, how was Christian Bale? In this? Um
2: he was good. I think he he's a pretty good villain. I, I feel like he could have used maybe a little bit more screen time. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. is the only thing. Like it's a lot of him just like being spooky with the shadow sword, not really talking up too much.
1: Every time just, I, I Huh? I was gonna say every time I take a Christian Bale, I think of him on Terminator Salvation said, Good for you <laughs> yelling oh, it. Good for
2: you. <laughs> um I uh I guess I liked this movie, but, like, uh, I, I came out of it feeling, like, not as positive about it as I have a lot of these other ones I've seen.
3: Mm-hmm. I've been hearing that a lot. I was re- kind of looking forward to it, and a lot of people are like, eh, it's okay, so like, I don't know if I'll go out of my way to see it yet. Dub said something about how
2: people were calling it, like, Batman and Robin uh, mm-hmm. or
3: something and for, of the MCU. Wait,
2: and like,
1: wait, I don't critics said that. Critics said um, that, not the people. Critics said that.
3: Oh, I think it's the people. Critics. Next. Yeah. No, Chris, they are people it, exactly it, <laughs> things or like wizards <laughs> or something um i would i don't feel like that's
2: a good comparison uh but i will say it felt a lot it felt more campy than any of the other movies ever were
1: i heard it was very focused towards kids with all the jokes that were happening um, some
2: of it some of it yes some of it no yeah like it, there's a mix there but uh Like, yeah, that was the most noticeable thing, was it was almost so goofy that it was to its detriment at times.
1: Now, Zach, you're more into comics than I am. Uh, I've read a couple of Thor comics. Now, I know he has a little, like, you know, comedic value in some of his comics. I know recently, but back then he was like, I am, you know, a god and all that stuff, and he was very as, as guardian. Why are they making Thor into, like, this joke of a character. He's, because, pa- he's powerful, but he's of, a joke.
2: Because of Thor Ragnarok, that's why.
1: Uh. Yeah, it's
3: they,
2: too. yeah. It's like, okay, the first two Thor movies were pretty serious and played pretty straight.
3: Mm. Like They're also oh, pretty weak entries, to mm, be
2: honest. It depends on who you ask. But, uh, like, there was a little humor. Like, sometimes Thor would say or do something that was kind of funny, like, you know, when he throws the mug on the ground and says he wants another, and loki mm. some of the, the funny lines come from loki usually that's okay mm-hmm. but uh yeah ragnarok a lot of people liked it but at the same time it made it a little goofy which is fine i liked it when i watched it but now i feel like this was like more of that it's like they said do more of that and mm. they did too much it was too much
3: I think that, yeah i think they were chasing lightning in a bottle because for me i i and again, this is also going just by like what the wider audiences, like from Rotten Tomato scores and critics and stuff say too. Um, but yeah, the first two Thor entries, especially Dark World, uh, were plagued with a lot of criticism, which Dark World had its own problems anyway. There were a lot of people that were very unhappy with the film uh, uh, in the background, with people threatening to quit, um, including uh, Portman and, and uh, Elba. But, uh, but Ragnarok kind of salvaged that series. I mean, again, it was a movie that was going to happen anyway because they were building to that larger... Uh, crossover and then uh, infinity war but i think it, it had a lot more heart it was kind of charming and um taiko Waititi's uh direction in the film i thought was was pretty neat again i i really enjoyed it in terms of the films i like i've those that's the best one i've watched of the film so far barring i've not watched the latest one but um but yeah from what I, a lot of what i've read it's like they just try to chase that again and now it's it's one of those diminishing return type of deals like you've already done it. And now you're really just trying too hard to, to do that same thing. And it just didn't work as well. But um, yeah, I haven't, I, I'm still wanting to watch it and keep a the objective. The most positive thing, I'll, the most positive thing I'll give it is that it
2: took that story they did from like 2016 that a lot of people really didn't like where they made Jane Fo- Foster Thor Mm-hmm. And they made it work better in the context of that movie than what how they executed it in the book that pissed everybody off. I thought.
3: Hmm. So, I, I haven't really cool. heard anyone complain about it as far as the movie goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard anything bad. I've, just, I've either heard it was, if they liked it or it was okay, it was good. But then, like, only thing I have heard that seems somewhat negative is just the comparison of Rock is that, oh, it wasn't as good as this, but. Um, I guess there was also, a, a, there were reports that there was a lot of footage that was cut. Yeah, there's it four hours. Me. There's four there hours of this of, of th- movie. Th- <laughs> a ton of stuff was cut, and Taika Waititi went out and said, well, things things deserve to be cut. You don't need to have a director's cut for everything. That's, that's why you need to have people helping you edit and stuff. Some director's cuts suck, and People have like been like, oh, that's that's a bit brash to just jump to that, but uh, but it, it's to the point that, that there's apparently disputes and there are deleted scenes involving characters that were brought in to do the film, like Lena Headey from the Game of Thrones series was allegedly going to be in the film, shot scenes and then um, I'm not sure what the what all the details were within that, but um, but then her scenes were cut, so then her scenes aren't going to be involved in like the deleted scenes either. So there's a lot of content in this film that's just not there. So I wonder how much of it plays into that. Because there's also a lot of praise for Christian Bale's character. And then you saying, oh, he needed to be on screen more. That makes me think, wow, I wonder how much of his praise really is hinging off of deleted content.
2: I think it's just people like Christian Bale and they thought it was cool that he was a villain. And he wasn't a jokey villain. He was kind of a scary one. Hey, look, it's Dick Cheney. He's a god. (laughs) That being said, I've never heard of Gore the god killer until this movie. He's never come across in any stories I've read.
3: So it's just the story plot right before um, uh, they do the uh, reboot with Jane Foster becoming Thor. It actually is a part of where Thor dies. Um this is record oh. like 2012 20, 20, like or 2013 arc. It's actually kind of cool because Gore the God Butcher's um, arc is actually what ties into the greater Lord that reveals uh, Venom's true backstory when they retcon everything. And they show you that, that Venom's actually some ancient being of darkness that was sent off. And there's like this dark god. That's trying to take over the universe and the sword or the God weapon that he's using to go and, and get vengeance is actually a piece of, I can't remember if it's a symbiote itself or if it's just a weapon that was created by that, uh, that entity. I, for some reason, his name's escaping me, but uh, um, now it's going to bother me. I'm going to have to look that up. But uh, but anyway, it's kind of neat because that opened the door to that. And then over the next couple of years is how they, they retconned Venom's story and tied it in together. It was kind of cool. Hmm. Uh, there's also a really sweet ending to that spoilers for those, if they want to read it, where daredevil becomes the God with no fear and uh, also <sighs> gets the cosmic, uh, the power of cosmic and becomes like a God and helps stop uh, someone. I can't remember. If, I don't think it's in the uh, the arc where they actually stop Gore, the God butcher. I think it's later on when they fight a greater entity, but it's all tied together in a greater arc. It's kind of cool that of all people, Matt Murdock, it's become the God with no fear. It's kind of cool. Fearless God.
0: Yeah,
2: that's,
3: so, all, that's all that's all kind of
1: neat all right chaz you're up
3: um i actually did when i sat down and thought through because i figure brain fog's gonna keep me from remembering um i actually did a lot more than i thought i did um i, I finished cuphead i have i beat the devil i finally did it hooray there's dlc there is I, i've played a little bit of it um so basically the gist of the dlc for those that haven't gotten it if you're cuphead fans and are listening debating if you should spend the eight dollars i 100 percent encourage you to get it. it is well worth it and then some um it's another section of maps so there's a whole new set of enemies but um and there's actually this cute little backstory for those that aren't familiar one of the npcs in the game that helps you get powers she's like this chalice she's a ghost um what well, turns out in the dlc there's a story about how she wants to become alive again, and it's all about this, like, they're chasing to find this, like, meal or something uh, that they can make, and they go to a new island, and there's something where you can temporarily make her into a character, so now she's a playable character, and um she is quite broken as a character, because she naturally has a double jump, and she has an invincible role, and, like, there's just some crazy shit you can do with her you can go back and use her in the original game which is kind of neat to help like with your scores and stuff so i haven't got to, to mess too much with her but um some of the other the new bosses are kind of neat um the graphics look crisp it's it, for those that like cuphead uh that aesthetic uh it's it's great so definitely get it um but otherwise yeah uh let's see i don't think i've played too much else other than that um I did oh, i actually yeah uh this is something I did intentionally for the stream so um I'm not sure out of you all who has the um who had gotten the uh new playstation plus membership is, is, is any of you gotten the one with the I, classic library the premium
1: I, I do yeah
3: have you tried any of the streaming yet like any of the games you have to stream
1: yeah, it's uh not great if you don't have good internet um because there's a yeah. lot there's a lot of uh lag input and all that stuff that is, uh, causing, if you want to play, <clears throat> play racing games, it sucks. If you want to play fighting games, it sucks. Uh, if you want to play shooting oh. games, it sucks. Well
3: we'll get there. Cause I, now to me, I, given where I live in in fun fuck Egypt, Ohio, I like to say that I my internet is not great, but it, it could definitely be better, but it's, it's way better than it was. So that being said, um, you know, I'll occasionally still have issues, um, but comparing to playing any other fighting game that I've played, I actually played uh, Street Fighter 2 HD Remix um, and downloaded it. I played the ever-loving bejesus out of that uh, back in uh, the late, late 2000s when it was out on PS3. And I was a little surprised when I streamed it. I thought, oh, maybe there would be a little bit of issue with lag. It played wonderfully. Now, the problem is, is that there wasn't much in terms of multiplayer there were only a couple of people online but that's kind of expected but i was able to jam a couple of games and and play and i didn't experience really any difference than i would with the game that i've owned so um so i I enjoyed that for a little bit um i'm excited to try some more streaming just to see how it works but uh that was the only experience i've had so far and so far it's been positive um
1: i'll tell you what i've I've been doing fucking siphon filter and tasing the shit out of people until they fucking explode (laughs) 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 (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh that's that's pretty good That's by taser is always best um i uh finished uh star trek the next generation officially and now now that i have uh wow what a journey i i, I actually at some point want to like sit down and actually go over what i thought my favorite episodes and stuff were that's what um, i was gonna ask but um, yeah i clearly everyone's gonna ask that i mean pretty much any episode that involved q was great uh mm-hmm. Q, Q is my dad, and I won't take any other objections oh, or answers. Oh, uh, that, Oh goodness, that, is, that was a great episode—the two-parter involving the, um, the Cardassians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that—that that was that's that's an awesome episode, especially that part two where he's uh, tortured. Um, the uh, the actually the episode that really stood out um, uh, was also the one where he dies and goes back to uh he gets a second chance to like change what he happened in the past I I thought that was a good episode of course the the finale I thought was was great greatest Um, finale ever yeah yeah, honestly like I've been trying to think back now in terms of my favorite series and I think the one qualm I have with modern um uh, television anyway is that things get milked to a certain point no one really Mm -hmm. knows when it's okay to walk away from something and that's finales end up being terrible like the one thing that i can i recently have in memory that traumatized me i guess in the last handful of years was the dexter series again not that the seasons it, it, toward the end led up to being anything great like it was starting to to waver a little bit in terms of the direction but it was still like a good show to watch and then that ending was just like what the fuck to the point that they had to like kind of like retcon that and bring it back and and everything um, and there's people, I'm sure people have endless other examples. Game of Thrones is a big one that people get pissed about. And uh, and that's a, that's a whole different thing. But, uh, but yeah, the next generation, the, the series ended so well, that now I'm just pissed that I know the movies exist because. yeah, Why like, did that even happen? It's, oh, so, it's so rare to, for a series to have such a satisfying conclusion. And like you get mm-hmm. glimpses into the future and everything makes sense. And then the movies come along and, fuck up pretty much every single character's uh, resolution it's just it's oh, ruin the whole thing god damn I'm so much it. uh and it's yeah that's that that in itself is frustrating it actually it's funny that it almost makes all of the other movies that i kind of thought oh these are pretty good or i'd watch them like i feel i'm much angrier about those and almost like Nemesis then gets to this mean quality because it's like, well, this one was already so bad and it's like they've tortured it. They really just burned the marshmallow to the point that it was just blackened and said, here you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one's almost like funny now that I think about it. Um, not to mention the train wreck it was because they actually had plans for a fifth movie. I'm glad that that didn't happen. But um, I have not yet started anything else in my Star Trek quest. I I've, Again, I'm still debating between if I want to do Voyager or Deep Space Nine. deep yeah, yes, space nine ds S nine. That's that's what I'm leaning toward. Uh, I did start uh, the Umbrella Academy with my wife, um, which has been pretty good so far. I'm not sure if you all have ever watched it. Uh, I watched the first season. Yeah, it's and it's based. Uh, I guess my understanding's still loose because I don't know anything about the the previous comics or anything. But um, I mean, the story itself, it's it's been fine to watch so far. It's funny because I'm comparing it to the Boys, which I just finished, and that's that's a whole like it's funny. They're like still violent in their own different way, but. They're very different in terms of the level of, like, uh, depravity and whatnot. But, um, but it's it's still a, a pretty good uh, show so far. I think we're only in episode. Uh, we watched episode four of season one, so we're we're taking our time with that. Um, I finished season three of The Boys, and I'll just leave it as as is since no one else is, is watching it yet. Uh, it was uh, it was very stressful. The whole series or the whole season was very stressful this That's time, cool. but it was like the season it it was a powder keg they were just building up and you thought that you were gonna have this big conclusion and in a way you did but then it actually left with more cliffhangers than it originally started with so now it's even more stressful and i don't know if the if it's just that the geopolitical climate of the of this the show itself is just too close to the chest on what's actually going on in real life but it's almost too stressful to watch now because you know we use these types of things escapism I don't want to watch. I, I avoid looking at media in a lot of ways. Cause I don't need to read and, and be fear mongered over nonsense, but the show's kind of going in that direction. And it, I don't know. It's, it's very weird, but I mean, it, at the same time, I like stress whiplash is one of my like more recent favorite films. Oh
1: my God. I love that film.
3: It's just two hours of just being stressed. Like my blood pressure was up the whole time. And then I turned <laughs> it off and I was sweating and I was like, this was great. Like that's sometimes stress is okay. Uh, so you know, it's fine. But, uh, Let's see. Um. Oh, yeah, I went to the movie theater. I did not watch Thor, Love, and Fun Thunder. I actually took my daughter to her first ever film in the theater. We watched Minions, The Rise of Gru. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would give it four bananas out of ten. <laughs> I don't know how to say it any other way. It was bad. But like like, <laughs> like it was cute. It had some humorous stuff. It's a children's movie. It's but did like, your kid like it? She loved it, and I because go. of that, I enjoy the experience uh Suzanne got all but hurt because a group of like six children cut in front of us and bought the little snack packs, and they were out of them when we got up there and and my daughter told mommy, it's okay, don't get mad, Daddy will buy us more." <laughs> and which now is a new problem my daughter's only three and she already thinks that we can solve problems in the world with, with daddy's money, money. Yeah, right. that is not the lesson i want her to learn in life so we're late out. <laughs> we are we, we got time mm. it's gonna be a really rough year but uh but yeah other than that yeah we had a great time um watching it but uh yeah if you have kids it's a good family film take your take your younger kids to watch it it's funny i i mean i was entertained but I I wasn't looking for something gripping. I wasn't watching Schindler's List. So we're uh, <laughs> looking for the Schindler's List battle royal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! That's the first, uh, that's the first thing that came to mind when I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Forget that. Now. Are we going to just keep a counter now? Whenever World War II related wrestling jokes are made, is that just <laughs> is that a thing? We I'm should still keep talking a about the late,
2: Royal Rumble, man. That's that's what's next. Hmm.
3: All right. Well, but, I, 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 think I think that's I think that was it. Um Yeah, I can't remember anything else at the moment. So, yeah, we'll we'll say that's it.
1: All right, Andy. Take us away with the fellowship of the ring. Wait, me? Yes, you you start Isn't off. Isn't
3: this yours?
2: Isn't this your your and Chaz's weird deformed baby?
3: Yeah, that did you guys chose it? That's, that's the way. What are you doing? Okay. <laughs> He's calling this off on you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not explaining this fucking <laughs> spider's nest of a goddamn movie. I would just
1: say, like, the whole thing. I would just say. Do you, saying, want,
3: me to, do you hey, want me to start it? Yeah, I'll you start go. It officially. Yeah, you all go. Right. Go! All right. I, well, I'm actually just reading something as we do it. Okay, right, are we ready? Three ready. kings for the elven kings under the sky, seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone, nine for mortal men doomed to die one for the Dark Lord on his dark throne. In the land of Mordor where the shadows lie, one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness bind them. Okay.
1: Okay, you did it.
3: That is the the will of the One Ring.
1: Okay. So. So uh what i like about the beginning of the movie and i did read a little bit of the lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring before i went to go uh start the hobbit um which by the way i that's another thing i forgot to say god damn it uh, i read the first chapter to the hobbit um but i digress Just the
3: first chapter so yes that, he's not even out of the shire yet right
1: no i'm not out of the Shire yet. Uh, all those dwarves showed up and fucking... The dwarves
3: turned up, yep. yeah. he's kind of mad about it. Yeah, Bilbo's a little bit of a prick, but I don't blame him then again. If people showed up at my house, I'd be kind of pissed. Yeah, oh, you know, I identify with that. I would yeah. Get... <laughs> yeah, I do too, I guess. I would... I, I, I'm an asshole, so I guess I take that in.
1: <laughs> I think that's why I, had, I didn't get past first the first uh, chapter, because I was angry. Like, Bilbo wasn't getting, like, f- like, super frustrated. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. You... And then, like, Gandalf came, and I'm like, all right, I can't tell him to get out, because I'm small and he's fucking huge. Uh but what I what I like about this is like they don't go full Tolkien where like they explain everything, but I do like the intro to the fellowship where we learn about uh Sauron and the ring and um who is the king's name again? Ildra? I-, 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 I can't fucking say his name can't remember the king that like sliced his fucking finger off and like then he is seildor is Sildor yes. yeah yeah he's a prince second. i had to think about yeah, it yeah
3: he's, he's not the king of the moment he's a prince yeah mm-hmm. not yet his father is killed and then he defeats sauron takes the ring refuses to destroy it and that sets everything in motion cast him and he's like no <laughs> and just walks away like a dick <laughs> well, that's the whole point men are corrupt yeah, they, power. They, they they want power, and he Everybody's gets
2: corrupt. That's bullshit. I don't like this. I don't like how every other race is apparently immune from corruption. But man, what
3: the they're, fuck they're, yeah, they're being they're, racist to
2: man. They're, and they're, I'm
3: not, they're not corrupt. Okay, so that's not true. Okay, yeah that's bullshit. So all races are are prone to corruption. Mm-hmm. The elves think they're better than everyone because they're immoral. So they they have their own corruption of just thinking that they're they're elite when they're not, and they just prefer to let everyone just die and whatever, whereas and they actually splintered up the elves that's actually what led to the development of the orcs because the the, the elves that actually decided, you know what, fuck this, we should actually just commit genocide, they became orcs but that's a whole different thing the dwarves have their own form of, of issue in the fact that they're greedy for gold. Yeah, dwarves and, are, are corrupt by their nature because they're, they're driven by fuck. the yeah. accumulation of wealth Yeah, yeah.
1: like the Ferengi
3: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, well, except they're not dumb. The Dwarves are pretty
2: smart. Yes, yeah, but they all bitch about how man is so easily corrupt and is just full of shit and everything.
3: Elves are corruptible as well. In this movie, uh, Frodo off- says, "I would offer you the ring to Galadriel, oh, yeah. and you know she's corruptible as well." Instead it's, of a Dark Lord, you would have it's because of it's because the will of a human is the easiest to break and manipulate. That, that's where it comes down to. Everything is corruptible. It's just that even the hobbits are, but the men are easiest to corrupt because there's so many different things and they're constantly wanting power. Yeah, you so need a lower speech skill to corrupt a, a human. Yeah, you don't, have to, you don't have to do too much. But uh, like hobbits, for instance, the whole reason why the hobbits were there, they're fairly innocent. So they actually have a stronger will despite not having all the physical attributes. But they're also not immune. I mean, Smeagol and Bilbo are good examples. So there's a lot to discuss in this movie. It's it's almost four hours long. The extended cut is. That's what we all mm-hmm. watched, right?
1: Maybe not Zach. Uh, Zach, did it, you watch? Yeah. The-
3: why 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 yeah. did we do that again? <laughs> um, <laughs> we want you to miss anything. I I don't think I don't think the best way to approach this is to step through the story piece by piece. Oh, Basically, no. if, if you haven't seen lord of the rings just watch it we do spoilers on the show um uh the the ring is evil it comes to frodo and he has to take it to mordor to destroy it and eight other adventurers try to help him do that that's the whole plot
1: yeah i wasn't going by the plot i just wanted to point out that like i we didn't get like a fucking hour of like uh, exposition uh, is what I'm. I was trying to say. We got. Oh, yeah. You don't like
3: prose talking about the background, and, like the mountains and the slurry of the dark sky and the wind blows and yeah. the, the the wind crackles and howls. You don't like that. Uh, you need that. You need to know I mean, what the wind's doing. No, it's it's not the wind that bothers me. It's that whenever uh, Tolkien is describing like the Shire, he talks about how beautiful and idyllic the Shire is for like two chapters. And it's like, I get it. It's a nice place. I mean, you know, let's move on. He had, Listen, that. He had a lot of nostalgia for pre industrialized okay. in England. Okay. He really did. He was like, This yeah. is Ireland, but if they had potatoes <laughs> There <laughs> was no famine. Yeah, exactly. Ireland without famine, but they you were needed the potato batter royal to solve that problem. You know, there's potato potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a the stew. That's the wrong movie, I guess.
1: Uh so. <laughs> uh. What can I say about the... Sh- like, it, it does obviously show the Shire in it in the beginning. Um, it, it's funny because of the book, and I, I know we had a... Uh, yeah, I'm just not going to bring it up. But the uh, Bilbo Baggins and shit when when he's talking to Gandalf and uh, the whole part where he, like, gets out of his own birthday party. What was the deal okay. with him? Because um, he was being hounded during the party. What was he being hounded about? Something about the house?
3: Who's he leaving the house to?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Leaving, so, like, his... They want Bag End. It's a very nice house. Yeah. His relatives are fucking circling around like vultures.
1: Yeah, and then you got Merry and Pippin fucking being assholes and taking Gandalf's fucking dragon uh, firework.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Which, by the way, is hilarious because they're all, like terrified of like this like <laughs> like dragon thing and then when it blows up they all just like clap, and... And clap. yeah
3: No. Yeah. yeah they're just they're simple hobbits it's okay They see it they're like oh it's a dragon oh no it's fireworks it's fine it's uh it's actually really cool um and uh actually that's a good take just throughout this this trilogy of movies mary and pippin actually despite that they You know, they don't get all the same detail and and arc that they get in the books, but they get a chance to really show how they grow and evolve through the series because Mm -hmm. they're utter fuck-ups. They they are there for comic relief, and they constantly screw shit up. They Um, might grow grow the most of of any any of the characters because... Yeah. Like, (sighs) Legolas is, like, everyone's favorite character. He's so fucking cool, but he doesn't really, like, beyond um the the friendship that grows between him and gimli over the three movies he doesn't grow much same goes for gimli um i guess aragorn has development but it's more like plot development no no one yeah. no one starts out as like a loser and ends up a hero like merry and pippin do I, mm. I the only person that argue, but you already are backing him in the like you're already backing him for what he's doing. The only person that argued differently was probably Samwise, but that's just Samwise is already that character though. I was so saving the that. opportunity of that, but I, I know, but I, I have a feeling you and I have very similar takes on this this movie and the series overall. So Samwise is the best character in all three of these movies. That's what I think. I think uh, I think uh, without him, like. Frodo doesn't even make it to Mordor again I'm getting a little ahead of us you know two two movies down the road I think Sam is the best character I think uh I think it's one of the best castings in the movie in a movie full of like excellent casting uh yeah they got Rudy yeah but But, fucking Rudy is playing Samwise who else could you have played it's like as time goes on I really think like Sam is just the best character yeah i I agree my my, my close second is tree beard but we'll get there very and that's only because of what the books really go through he's somewhat limited in the movies but that's a different thing but that's not this movie we'll we'll move on uh but uh yeah mary and pippin get a chance to really grow and evolve from like just causing these constant little schemes and, and chaos around them because they're just clumsy and they're getting into things they shouldn't and Uh, It's actually how they end up on the adventure with Frodo uh, anyway, Um, but uh, the one thing I I think is funny about this, and we talked about this last week in the episode when we watched the animated film, um, but uh, the time gap it's not necessarily covered as much. There, no. There's actually a great deal of time that goes by between when this party happens and Bilbo leaves and then when they actually take off. It's like seven years or something. Yeah, like uh, Gandalf is um, supposed to run off and do a bunch of research and then come back. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to go against what Tolkien did, but I kind of like this better. <laughs> I think this is better for film. I actually think yeah. what Peter Jackson did to adapt the story is more cohesive. And I think what they decided ultimately was you don't need to have this t- this like time go by. At least on film, it's easier to portray. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is different. But it's, I, it's okay. So. The
1: only thing I would say to counter that a little bit, it kind of makes sense that seven years pass by. Then you could, like, uh, you know, talk about the orcs being, like, built and shit or, like, uh, you know, building up that orc army uh, for Sar- Saruman. Uh, and, like... With him automatically starting his journey, and then, like, orcs are just popping out of the fucking cave poop and all that stuff. I, uh, I, I... I Cave poop? I, cave poop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where, where wizard Christopher Lee, like, goes down there, like, is everything okay? And, like, the dude pops out and shit, and, like...
2: Dracula, he's birthing little
3: Dracula people. Yeah, he's he's scary, he's a scary motherfucker. I this always made the more sense to me, even from a story standpoint. I'll tell you why. Um, there's not a lot of explanation for why now of all times does uh, uh Sauron come to power and Saruman changes sides and starts building an army. I think the the best explanation for it is the ring comes to a new owner Bilbo leaves it behind and now it's just with frodo and he, he just like sticks it in a cabinet or something but I think I, I think that is the best explanation for like okay well now's the time the ring is like oh I've got a new owner that he doesn't know how to like use me he's vulnerable I now is the time for dark forces to act and I think that's why it makes more sense to not have seven years there I think the you know the dark powers see their opportunity to get the ring back because it's it's with a new ring bearer and that's what sets everything in motion in the story. At least it's a better it's a better explanation than nothing at all.
1: I mm-hmm. I do have a question about this part uh, because I understand like he throws it into the fire, he's like it's still cool and all that stuff because like you would think the ring would be hot. But what was the point of him being like? Do you see the markings? Is that like what activates maybe Saruman? That like maybe his desire. Or the ring and that's why the markings show up on the ring is what activates it.
3: Well oh, it's heat he, uh, fire, does it, it? Yeah, it's just heat, but it's just he's simply showing him through the language this ring is more than just a trinket that was left behind. He's showing mm. him that it's the one ring. Because in the legend mm. it's it's revealed that heat will show you the message which reads off what the ring actually is. So I yeah, I think that's it. I think he's simply showing him that to show him. This is not just an ordinary ring like this to prove to you that you need to go on this journey it's here. Um, well, Gandalf's checking because he's worried, is this the ring or is it yeah. just a ring? So he says, you know here, take it, it's quite cool, can you see any markings on it? And at first Frodo says, no, I don't see anything. And you see a look of like somewhat relief on Gandalf's face and then Frodo goes, no, wait. And he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and then, you know, it's the, the, ring. the ring. Oh, We gotta fucking do something about this shit. Yeah. And again, remember, like, this the entirety of this story from the beginning of the fellowship through the end of uh, which it does actually include like the epilogue and everything, too. But almost 20 years past this film, and I said this last week, but uh, or through the uh, the story, so mm. it's another reason why, like, the seven year gap, like, yeah, you can kind of nitpick and hold on to it, but you don't necessarily need it, you don't have to get lost in the weeds of why. Because again, this army has been slowly building and and ready to try to reclaim this ring for hundreds of years already so you don't really need to have that that time there in the same sense that it's gonna be a much harder to explain how these people go and journey on for 10 years like you can just run this over how they did it i to me i think they they did a good job with that so yeah. i'm not as lost on that uh but i i can also understand what someone was so it's it's okay but zach who is the best character in the movie then Gimli. Gimli? why Gimli? Because he's the most like me. That's that's like the best answer I could have expected.
0: And you
2: like? Yeah, it? I would agree.
3: Actually, I think you're a Gimli. Yeah, that makes
2: sense. <laughs> <laughs> that just, I just I like John Reese Davies and fucking Gimli is like you know just, another great casting choice. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: which one of us is going to throw you?
2: Nobody throws me. I throw you.
3: We'll see. I, you, well, you got more to watch, buddy. I need to tell you about this, but dwarves get tossed. I know he gets tossed. I've seen these before. Well, don't tell been... people spoilers. But that's... Uh, like, I, I know i know you're being somewhat facetious, but that's why... Uh, like, A lot of people are like, oh, I like Legolas because he's so cool. And I like him because like, he's...
2: I remember just, it when everybody Jordan, said like Legolas him. was so cool. and like When I was watching this, I'm like, he doesn't really fucking say much of anything. And no,
3: like- I forgot. <laughs> how little he fucking does in this movie. Like, it really picks up in Two Towers. Gimli mm-hmm. and Legolas both get a lot more to do in the next movie. But I forgot in this movie, they do very little. Oh, yeah. I think Orlando no, it, it's it's They were the latter two. when they're, like, sliding down elephants and shooting everybody left and right and maybe, doing the kill count.
2: Maybe it's mean, but I, I think it's because Orlando Bloom still can't act that well. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's early in his career. They're like, could you be stoic? And it's like, yeah, he could be stoic, but it's not because he's trying to be. It's because he is.
1: Or what? (laughs) It's pretty face. Be stoic. You could have my bow. And that's all he says.
3: He's, like, somewhat stoic, but he's still still trying to be, like, airy and aloof, I think. Because he's like, oh, he's an elf. He's supposed to be, like, kind of a weirdo, but... It's not coming through or whatever, but yeah, it's, I I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, Orlando Bloom fucking sucks, man. I just, he's one of the weaker actors. That's
2: just my theory is because he's, he's still, he's, I I don't know Orlando Bloom's career, but I remember not knowing who the fuck he was until I saw this movie. Same. (laughs) So
3: So he had done a couple of like romantic comedies. Like he was like a teen heart type of, deal and then he did this film I and remember. then the pirates of the caribbean those are like the two mm-hmm. films that like were the I trajectory of his career yeah, three thousand
2: years ago i was there when he was a teen heartthrob
3: <laughs> <laughs> i assume they were like it's an elf we need someone pretty um, i don't necessarily think he was bad in this like i think the point too like just taking back from um the, i'm not the books, saying he like, was bad or just
2: he had very limited range in terms of what he did
3: Oh sure, but like he didn't need to have anything else because Legolas in general is very like an enigmatic character. He didn't have much to say. He said that he'd spoken like riddles almost, like the things he said.
2: Um, I guess just, to really voice. answer your question though is like I like Gimli for obvious reasons. I like Gandalf. I like mm. yes,
3: Frodo. I mean, who doesn't like Gandalf? Yeah, yeah everyone likes. I have a I have a Gandalf uh, Halloween costume. I break out once in a while. Like, Gandalf's the best.
2: Just like a nerdy old, old gray sheet. I like Saruman, but that's mostly because it's Christopher Lee. That's, that's why. Yeah, oh, you know
3: I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's Christopher Lee is just the best. He's the best bad guy. That's just all there is to <laughs> it. Since, um, since, yeah, but, I actually again, I know we talk about like the movies, but him getting his kebab is almost more enjoyable to me than than when the, like the climax of the film trilogy. Mm. Just, I just like it. Would, again, we'll, we'll get to that. I'll save the, that talk for two towers later. I'm so ready. I'm going to have a boner when I'm talking about it.
1: What do you guys think of this scene where, like, they they threw it down? Like, Saruman's like, um, uh, we're going to be on the dark side here. I don't know what you're doing. And, like, Gandalf's like, no. And they're, like, fighting it out. <laughs> they, had a, they had a Jedi
2: wizard battle. Yeah. A cool I, like, I was, I was going to say, I also like when Saruman makes fun of him. Because he says, the, the Hobbit pipe weeds fucking addled your brain. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stoner,
3: you need to get with the times. We're bad now. Called Gandalf a of stoner, basically. <laughs> that yeah. scene has also one of the few, very few examples of where a practical effect did not age well. I don't know if you guys are going to know what I'm talking about, but throughout these movies, they do like uh, that Weta workshop. They made all this stuff. And they made all these sets. And everything looks fucking outstanding. Everything looks great. And Nowadays they just make everything on green screen and it sucks. But there's the scene where he's he's got he's beating Gandalf and he's doing a thing where he's making him spin and it's like really obviously a dummy and it's mm-hmm. a little distracting. Like I don't want to be distracted because it's a big climactic wizard fight and that's badass. But I mean, I it doesn't look great. hitting around on the
2: ground for real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs>
3: I don't know if you look closely it's like a dummy and it like shakes a little bit it's, um, eh.
2: <laughs> maybe that was something like you wouldn't notice as much on like the DVD or like the fucking movies. I wonder
3: that you because know, I'm watching it on Blu-ray so I don't, I don't
1: know yeah uh, I thought that scene was cool um, I, I like any animated thing like it's literally like one scene where he like I, I lock you up now you're on the top of the roof and he like bounces out this one is like a fucking, uh, like you said, it's like a fucking Jedi wizard battle like thing going on, and I was just, like, it made me
2: think of Star Wars because they were just force pushing each other. <laughs> yeah. right. I actually kind of like it.
3: Like the restraint it must have taken for everyone on the on like from Peter Jackson on down to production to be like, oh, we're gonna make them shoot lightning and fireballs and fucking all this other stuff. Like the restraint it took to be like, no, this will be cooler
0: mm-hmm
3: it's pretty impressive I, I like it i like it better this way i think it's a good scene like like you say does mm-hmm.
2: so they the 80s, there'd be lasers they'd have to be having a laser
3: battle mm-hmm.
1: peter jackson uh took the the 1978 oh. thing that we saw last week where remember there yeah, were... i
3: talked about that last week a little bit but they straight up stole everything about the scene where the ring wraith is looking for the four hobbits on their way to uh uh the gray pony Yeah. It was a good idea, to be fair. I mean, it's great. It's a great framing. It's great everything. If you're gonna steal something, steal something good.
1: Yeah, Zach, uh, I was making a joke in the animated, because Proto's like, we need to get off the the road. We need to go over here. And this one, like, they hear a horse, they're like, oh my god, we need to get out of (laughs) here. Like, we need to move now. And then it, like, transitioned into like, you know, the ring wraith, like, and the noise and the scariness and shit. So... Yeah, um, <laughs> which I I fucking love them in this film. They look badass. I li- I like their swords and shit. Uh, one thing I want to bring up um, in the Hobbit, the book, uh, I do like that the, uh Underhill. What it, what is up with Underhill? Like uh, being a thing for Frodo because he he chooses Underhill as the his name, so he's not Frodo Baggins.
2: Because Baggins is under a hill.
3: Yeah, Did I always it? just assumed it was another Hobbit surname. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Hobbit bullshit. He just it's, off it's, off it's the Hobbit, the Hobbit equivalent. I'd be like, okay, well, your name's going to be John Smith.
2: Yeah. Yeah, if he said John Smith, P. Tier Griffin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> P. Tier Ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny.
1: I also like this scene because, like, he's asking where they're going and shit. And, like, they're all being pissy and stuff. And he's like, I just want to know where you guys are going. More hobbits! Oh! <laughs> well, he he says, uh, our business is our own. He's like, oh,
3: it's Young Master. It's just my job to ask. Is, <laughs> like, damn, dude, don't bite my head off. I'm just <laughs> fucking doing my job. Yeah. <laughs> Furno goes full Karen on him for a second. Yeah, you speak to your manager. I want to talk to your lord! <laughs> Uh yeah,
1: yeah, and I don't um remember in the Fellowship of the Ring book, but in this scene you ha i I always mix up the hobbits, but I think either Maria Pippin like spills the beans about Frodo Baggins, you're like, there's my friend Frodo Baggins, and like shit goes crazy uh I don't know if the book was like that, uh because in the animated, they were just like we need to we need to go away and then that's it what... is
3: it is slightly different from what i recall but i can't remember how it happens yeah i don't think it's necessarily that they reveal that it's him i thought it was more that they're they they just get a little too full of themselves drinking and carrying on and start singing and dancing and then yeah. it's like oh they're making a scene and then people are yeah. noticing them Draw attention I, I, themselves. That's what, yeah. yeah exactly that that's what i recalled but i don't i don't remember them directly saying it but this is fine too like this is a quicker way to do it but that's okay. It's fun. I, I, I do kind of miss uh There's Not a Little Hobbit song. <laughs> That's one thing mm-hmm. that they cut out of the movies and I understand a thousand percent why, but I like that in the books uh Tolkien is always like composing full little jigs and songs for them to sing while they get drunk. I love it. Oh, that. Yeah, there's like four verse <laughs> like like a full page of just like verses of them singing things about their little hairy feet and they, they step on this and you sing for the stone and the good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it's it's great though. Yeah. Um I enjoy the one later on in the books, especially when they're talking uh I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's not in the movie so it's fine. Uh whenever uh Merry and Pippin uh end up actually being a lot taller later on because they end up drinking the ant beer and they they get a they get like grow or whatever and then they have uh and then they, they I think there's like some song they sing about the how they get taller. I think it's at the end of Return of the King or the middle of Return of the King.
1: Or it can't be in the middle. It's gotta be near the end. But, uh, but anyway, look at this shot, dude. Like for our audio listeners, the Peter Jackson shots are fucking amazing uh, in this film. Just seeing this like landscape is fucking cool. Uh, New Zealand
3: is a pretty place. I'd like to go. Yeah, I have uh, I have family who went, and they wouldn't shut up about how beautiful it was. Um, yeah, I, I'm familiar uh, with with said said not shutting up about it. It's, it makes it makes me upset. Um. We've we've arrived. Uh, I we need to talk about how um, Strider slash Aragorn is one of the coolest characters ever written in fiction. Real quick, okay? Because he's but, the, Vision like, Wartenstein? He's he's like I, I don't I don't know what it is. He, he's he's uh, he's almost like a Mary Sue kind of thing because he's like, oh, find this weed and it'll it'll heal stuff. Oh, I'm a great tracker. Oh, I can speak Elvish. Oh, I'm a great sword fighter. But I don't care. It's, he's just too cool. He's too cool of a guy. He's too cool of a character. What the name Strider? That's fucking badass. Um, I don't know. He's
1: on. You got to say it like it, Samwise. It, it, Strider, Strider, Strider. Yeah.
3: <laughs> You'll say
2: Aragorn's cooler than what Legolas really is.
3: Yeah, a thousand times oh. over. Yeah. Oh yeah. And without so uh, trying and, to be, he's just doing his thing. And yeah, he's he's, a, al- he's already the coolest character in the movie, besides maybe Gandalf. He's already the coolest character in the movie. And then you find out that he's, like, the heir to this entire kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that he's just, like, on the run and he needs to, like, reclaim his birthright. And it's like he was already cool. Now he's even cooler.
1: Yeah, because it's like he's embarrassed about his family, like, holding on to the ring. Like, that's how I feel that he's about. Like, he's embarrassed about that. Am I reading that correctly?
3: I think it's sad and other things. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Aragon's one of my favorite characters. Um, for this movie, I'm all about Boromir. I think Boromir is cool in his fucking film.
3: Yeah. I didn't know when we would get to, to Boromir, but I wanted, I, I did want to talk about him a lot more. I don't know if it's going to take, because I keep trying to get us down, down roads and they aren't taken, but Boromir, uh, actually does have a lot of dev- development in this movie uh, story-wise because he's tempted and then succumbs to, you know, the, the drawing of the ring. Mm. But I mentioned I mentioned before, I mentioned last week, that there's a scene, and when I, when I watched these movies when I was younger, I didn't really care that much about Boromir. Like, I kind of thought he was boring, boring Omir, compared <laughs> to... To, to Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli and stuff like that. But now he's like one of the best parts of the entire movie because at the end when he is killed, that's the scene that like almost brought me to tears. Because it never had occurred fully to me like he acknowledges he, Boromir dying is what makes Aragorn decide that he's going to be king again. It's one of the most important things that happens in all three movies, and I, that had been completely lost on me before. He says, I would have followed you, uh, my captain, my king, that super famous line, and Boromir has like fallen from grace, and he was tempted, and he's like, no, you're forgiven, it's okay, you helped save the other two hobbits. That whole scene is... Just to reiterate, like one of the most important things that happens, and it had never ever occurred to me not in reading the books, not watching this movie 30 times as a kid. Hey, cave poop.
1: There's cave poop, yeah. There's
3: cave poop. (laughs) Yep, it's the same scene. I I had a feeling it was his his death scene. And like you said, it's it's very important because, um, again, one of the things about this is again, a lot of this film is about temptation and, uh, and again, humans specifically, easily corrupted, it's easy to tempt them with different things, and Boromir was tempted, not even out of the need of needing power for sake of it, he was tempted and corrupted for the desperation to save his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And he, he talks several times about like, look, we're having a really hard time keeping Sauron's forces at bay, it's only by mm-hmm. the blood of my people that your lands are safe, I think is exactly what he says. yeah. Yeah, let us use the ring to win this war and they're like no Which, that, that, that won't work he's like why why won't it work <laughs> right and to think about how tragic that is because he's 100 percent true when we get to the later on in the series what happens to his, his brother and their their troops and uh and everything but uh but that being said or I, actually i might be mixing two towers i'm sorry am i am i confusing two towers whenever i think they that's send return off- of the king no, it is Return of the King. Yeah, I whenever think. Gondor sends off their, yeah. their troops and everyone dies, like he knows they're gonna die and they play off the sides. Like we were talking about that last week in the episode. Yeah, it's just so like it really does show you, like literally they were they were defending everything they could, but like they were losing their lives, they were losing that fight. He was just looking for desperation to save it. So he deep down he is a good man, and he's one of the few people in the film, even though he becomes corrupted, that is able to stop himself in time to do the right thing. So overall, he redeems himself, um, and that's enough to be the spark to, to lead Aragorn back to his path to redemption, to redeem himself. It's almost like he realizes that humans are worth saving, because initially it was kind of like that. In the books, uh, and actually I thought the animated film did a good job with this, uh, Aragorn or Strider, however you want to go about it his character, or at least how he portrays himself, he's very dismissive in general. Like, he's there and he can do what he needs to do, but, like, he doesn't have much love or or sympathy for humans. He's very disillusioned. Yeah, because he he doesn't want to lead mankind. Mankind doesn't need led by the likes of him. Yeah, so he's kind of just settled in the fact that, well, I don't need to save anyone. I can't do anything for anybody. I'm the family that that screwed all this up, and they don't need saving there. It's just what is what it is. But that, exactly, Boromir dying is almost what shows him, no, nope, there's actually hope. So, uh, I agree. It's very important. It's, it's a good scene. Throughout the movie, and uh I didn't realize this before, the extended edition cuts, like, at least one instance of this, if not two. There's a few times where Boromir basically offers the olive branch to Aragorn. He's like, you should come back with me, you know, hand in hand, and we'll... Will lead Gondor into a new age or something? Because he's he's basically you know, like you know, he's the son of the steward of Gondor. Gondor has no king. He says, mm-hmm. but you should you should come back. You should like get involved again, and we'll do it together. Which isn't really what's it's kind of a naive way of thinking. Like, oh, you'll come back. Mm-hmm. My dad will still be in charge, and you could be in charge too. Like, they, I don't know if that would work necessarily. But several times he says we should work together. You should come back to Gondor. You should help me lead our people. You should heed the call of your birthright and every time Orange just kind of like uh no uh, that won't work i'm not gonna do that but then right there at the end right before he dies he's like he he gets it finally he says oh no uh this look how brave boromir is these, these people do these people are righteous they're, they're you know mankind's great and i should i should go back and he does he, he already has the sword reforged and now he just has to heed the call, and he goes, of course, Two Towers. He works with mankind, and he doesn't make it back until the third movie, but that's kind of why it's so dramatic. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, Boromir is great. I do like the scene where like Aragon is like reading a book, and Boromir comes in and like talks about the sword and shit, and it, like discusses what you guys just pretty much said um and i thought that scene was really well um here's a buddy hugo weaving as elrond um is he just like the the king of all the elves elrond
3: yeah i, I don't think that's his title but that's that's
1: yeah. mm-hmm. specific to this
3: tribe like so elves are elves are very fractured within the uh the world of uh in middle earth yeah he's like in charge of of these elves and galadriel's in charge of the wood elves and there's other elves exactly he's with the elves in riverdale and then uh and then he uh rivendell and then there's uh uh galadriel i I can't remember the the area she's at the time but she's she's over uh the elves that are there and then within you'll see within the hobbit there's a, a different uh leader uh of the elves and those are the elves that kind of just like Basically withdrew back into the woods, into the forest, and we're like, we're not helping anyone. And that's actually where uh, uh, Legolas' people were f- are allegedly from. When they, that's that's they why Legolas that is in. turning up during the, the council and why he doesn't necessarily uh, get acknowledged by Galadriel because he's from still another place. And this is – I mean – lord of the rings pretty much invented all popular fantasy fiction from here on and this is personified later by there's wood elves high elves bullshit elves whatever in in what? like in D or elder scrolls or whatever like there's different mm-hmm. kinds of elves orcs or dark that's, elves that's what's going here like they are all elves it's kind of like saying you know there's 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 humans, but then there's, I guess, I don't know, Asians, Africans, Europeans, something uh,
1: like that. The wood elves, they glow in the dark. <laughs> Do you remember the part where Samwise Gamshi was, like, all fucking, like, jizzing the sight of, like, elves and stuff? And, like, they're, like, strolling through the woods, but they're all glowing and stuff? You remember that scene?
0: Uh, oh, Fierce yeah, they, they were, like, yeah.
3: heading to the west or whatever. I thought they just had, like, stuff
1: with them it looked like they were glowing in <laughs> kind of off topic but he, are you guys familiar with terry davis no no uh, then i won't make the joke because it wouldn't make any sense anyway they were glowies that's all i'm gonna say uh <laughs> um but yeah what i like about every time when they the camera work and the sound every time when they like put the ring down it has like that do like
3: I, want, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, mm. you're you're absolutely right. Because usually when a ring would fall, it would, well, here, I'll just. Yeah. It makes, like, a lot of noise. It jingles. But whenever the ring falls in these movies, Don't. it just goes. Yeah. yeah. It's... It's... Evil has a high density. Yes.
1: It does. Yep. And, you know, that that's that's Boromir's eyes. If, 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 for my audio listeners, Boromir's like, oh, fucking ring, man. And he's like, he's about to, he's about to mean, the he's about
3: to one does not simply.
1: Yeah. Well, does
2: not fucking march into the, the fucking no man's land in, in France in
1: 1916. <laughs> there we go. There's the
2: Hitler uh, <laughs> thing. It's right. got everything to do. Tolkien in World War One. He served
3: brother. He was there. Mm-hmm. He was. He was there. He's seen some things, man. Mordor. I was having a brain fart. Mordor. Mordor, yeah. I was like, one does not simply have a stroke and walk
2: away. So what? does, that... <laughs> does simply have a stroke and then there's just no,
3: there's nothing after that. <laughs> Yeah, one does not simply uh, <laughs> buttered toast.
1: Do you think Peter uh, Jackson was like uh, asking uh, if we should put
2: this matter though, seriously.
1: Should put like a Viking helmet on Boromir? Do you think that came up at some point?
2: Did he have a Viking helmet in the book or something? In the animated in the animated, in the yeah, animated
3: film. film, he had this cool like two horn helmet We kind of it agreed Viking. it's it's a cool differentiation between him and Aragorn. But like when you're animating, you can't put lots of tiny little details, but in live action they can have fancier outfits. So he doesn't really need it here. Yeah, he's clearly uh, he's he's distinguished from that. But it, it is kind of neat. And actually I will say this the horn that he carries later on, like he uses within the death scene. He's mm-hmm. pulling the orcs. It is a lot cooler when he's got the helmet on. Yeah, that's true. In. That's true. It's kind of neat because they tie together, but like he doesn't need it. I'm guessing they made
2: a helmet, and Sean Bean was just like, I'm not
3: fucking wearing that. you got to have to fucking kill me. And he's like, You're gonna die in every movie you're ever in for the rest of your career. So you're famous for except
1: National Treasure. Yeah, was... I guess that's true. <laughs> he was
3: a bad guy that one thing he didn't die in. Yeah, he also that. didn't die in Silent Hill. That is true shit i I just learned that that Sean Bean was in Silent Hill, yeah, me too the movie, yeah, I didn't know that one Sim- have been
2: Harry Mason instead he just stayed home and did nothing.
1: Uh, no, I can tell you what it was, yeah, is that my wife? Oh, I guess not, and then they moved on to the next scene <laughs> <laughs> It's an
3: afterthought, okay,
1: yeah. uh. I I I like the council thing cuz the, the whole time they're just like what should we do with this ring and like Boromir's like we need we we could use it and then the other we're like we need to destroy it and then they're trying to find who's going to do it uh and then that's what leads to the point of I almost said Elijah Wood uh but Frodo um
3: Elijah
2: Wood looks on the verge of tears once again
1: for yes. like the 75th time
3: That's part of my problem with him <laughs> I, he's he's great, and I understand. Like he goes through a fuckload in these movies, and he should totally have Hobbit PTSD and all this other stuff. But all the time, Elijah Wood is playing Frodo. Like he's just like, oh, why is this happening to me? I guess I'll just do it then. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> some of that, but not all the time. That's part of why I like Sam so much. Is he? I mean, it, it the animated movie. You remember, guys? I, I got like yelling, angry about how the animated movie treats Sam as like a complete doofus. But in this one, it's like he's serious, but he's trying to be upbeat. He's trying to be like, "Oh, don't worry, everything's gonna be fine. We'll get home, and well, we'll, we'll you know the flowers will be blooming, the, the harvest will be on, Mister Frodo, and all this other stuff." Like, I I, I don't know. I just like Sam so much better than Frodo in this movie. <laughs> So much more, and it gets each progressive movie that gets exacerbated even more. And I don't hate Frodo; Frodo's great, but it's just Sam. He he he, he is not as cool. As Sam. I don't know. What, I don't know what it is. I just. I still think Sam's like the most important. Everybody
2: likes to make fun of Sam, or they did anyway. They'd be like, "Lol, they're gay for each other throughout
3: this whole trilogy of movies or something." I guess. What, who cares? <laughs> It, it it neither adds nor detracts from it really. Like if it turned if for some reason, they could bring Tolkien back from the dead, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, they were gay." It, I don't think it would matter that much. Mm-mm. Yeah. Pull the he's pulling the um the J.K. Rowling. Everyone was gay, and they loved each other, and, yeah. just yeah, just retconning all that.
1: He's in when love.
2: He got, he got the wrestler Sting. That's his sword. Mm-hmm. That's right. Stang, stang. With, yeah.
3: stang. Oh, I love that. Stang's my favorite sword. Stang. stang. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's how you differentiate too. You mean police Stang or do you mean stang?
3: stang? Stang. Yeah, Stang with the A. Stang. Stang's my favorite, man. Bilbo's like, here, here's some mithril, and here's your sword. And the sword comes down from the rafters. How did
2: Bilbo get so old?
3: The ring is no longer keeping him young.
2: That's
0: bullshit. Yeah.
3: It's he's not he's... bullshit, it's magic. Which he's is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Although you could also argue if if they just didn't say it, but seven years actually have, plus whatever time they used to get to uh, Rivendell, if that's passed. I think, like, I think it takes them like a month. Yeah. That's that's my interpretation. And still, it's like, no, it's way yeah. better. It's way better because he's 111 years old. And they talk about in this movie and in the book how old that is for a hobbit. Hobbits usually don't live that long. And he looks great and he mm-hmm. leaves the ring behind and he goes to <laughs> he falls over live, to be with the elves and he's like old as fuck and like mm-hmm. tore up it's the ring was keeping him young
1: i think gandalf well, says that too
3: well and keep in mind what he looks like now versus what he's going to look like at the end of return of the king mm-hmm. because i mean he's he's like if someone just the wind blew hard enough he just like just disappear then there's the famous scene where he's
2: got the ring and he's like let me just touch it one more time <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's, that's, that's scary. It's a scary scene. It is
2: scary. I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, wow, what the fuck?
3: <laughs> yeah, those eyes, that's, I that's remember cool. um, a long time ago, this is a, just apropos of very little, but that doesn't matter. Uh, a long time ago, when these movies were coming out, I was in high school, and we would watch a bunch of dumb bullshit on Newgrounds all the time. And every once in a while, they'd have one of them that had a dumb jump scare in it. It's like, turn your volume all the way up, and like something stupid would be happening. <laughs> it was just like a jump scare. A couple of them just used... That image. That's how scary it was. They just <laughs> cropped out that one frame of him looking like a scary demon hobbit and that was the jump scare. <laughs> God. Precious.
1: Man, that shit looks fucking yummy on the the screen right now with them making breakfast. Uh, I do like when Merry and Pippin are like fucking one second breakfast and shit because it, it, in the beginning we had
3: one, but what about second breakfast? Yeah, yeah because I agree with them. That's, that's like two elevensies. You gotta be ready for that, man. Listen, I I used to have an old stopwatch, and it had all of the old token like lunch times on it. I re- awesome. I wish I could find it, but like yeah, between like twelve, three, and whatever, and it had like breakfast, second breakfast, eleven z's, lunch, uh, post lunch, um, pre dinner, supper. Like all, oh, it was great. I need to find it, uh, but uh, it's just buried somewhere. It doesn't work anymore though.
1: The, so does Sar- Saruman just sends a bunch of fucking crows at them? Pretty much. Uh-huh.
2: I thought those, were, those crows are they bats. I think they're crows.
1: They look kind of like. Yeah, the sun's out, they're so they're crows.
2: crows. I see the fucking wings. Yeah. I Let's can't say, find cr- their fucking just, heads.
3: Yeah, crows are day bats, and and bats are night crows. I mean, day it's bats. The same thing. You, you're welcome. I just fixed that for you. And it's not so much that he sends them after him. It's just they're spies. They're just flying around doing his bidding. Go uh, find.
1: Go find a fellowship <laughs> now, <laughs> or scan the area. Call. Yeah. Ka. <laughs> oh, this shot is when we uh, when they're getting up to the mines of Moria and all that stuff. And he's like,
3: all this trouble over such a stupid little ring.
1: Oh man, Sean Bean is great in this film. Uh, hey.
2: what's up? I said eh, he's all right. Why? Why you say he's all right? I'm kind of curious. I liked the better when He was just a stupid bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh,
1: Saruman's like, oh, so you're leading them over there and all that stuff. Um, fuck
2: you. He starts causing an avalanche.
1: Yeah. He's like, fuck you, Gandalf. Uh, My favorite. How can he do that, he do that from so far away? He's a wizard.
3: He's a wizard. He's a motherfucking wizard. Yeah, uh, dark you magic. Magic bullshit again? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, you, cool. mean, you play D anD
2: D. it's a lot cooler. This isn't a mystery. My should... I question been like a lightning bolt struck the mountain and caused an avalanche instead of just an avalanche. That would have been a lot cooler.
1: He just shot a fucking out of his staff from across like three. Like,
2: he causes he causes a freak thunderstorm and then a lightning bolt strikes the mountain.
1: And then Gandalf. I mean,
3: wizards don't think about what looks cool; they're just thinking about what's going to get the job done. But
2: the guy so... who makes the movie should think about what looks cool.
3: Isn't that what happened? Am I blanking?
1: No,
2: I... he just said "fuck you," and it shook the the sky, and then the mountain f- fucking started falling on him.
1: <laughs> what, <if, laughs> what if Saruman just like fucking belched really loud and like caused an <laughs> <laughs>
3: Speaks, speaks the old deep speech language. He's yeah. Like
1: I'll catch you, and he
3: just just shotguns a Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> burps. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a fucking great product placement right there.
1: You know uh, the part where like the little table with the ball on it, you just he just fucking uncloaks it, and then it's like there's a Mountain Dew bottle. And he just chucks it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my favorite part of the movie is the Mines of Moria, by the way, is when we get to the Balrog and all that stuff. Uh, I like that they're just, like, sitting in the uh, in this, like, cave area and just trying to find the pathway through. And then, uh, uh, was it Merry or Pippin who caused all the, the orcs to come towards them? Because I always forget. Uh, Let me go look at IMDb before I, they're like,
3: interchangeable.
1: Yeah, they're they're interchangeable. Fuck up.
3: I hate to say it, but it's hard for me to differentiate them until they get separated. Yeah, yeah within the context of like, and that's actually part of their arc, which is great. Like they actually become like distinguishable, but like in the, they, they almost intentionally do that in the films, uh, in the first film, like they're they're kind of just paired together and they both fuck up. But I, I can't remember who does it. It's, um, it's also of note. Uh, I think it's Mary. Oh, go ahead, uh, Zach. Say what you're gonna say. they
2: look really similar to each other too, though.
3: It's like the the actors. That's what I was gonna say. Like they cast two very similar looking blonde guys. Like, yeah, come on now. Mm. It's fine. It's, it's it's also worth noting, like the context of like, uh, I mean the film. I think they still do a good job of this, like highlighting how excited Gimli is to get here, only to find like the despair and ruin of of the mine, and like you know how. Yeah this Dwarven Kingdom has fallen. But the context here is that Gimli has not been home to uh, an actual mine, like in goodness, who knows how long, however many years. He has been traveling Middle-Earth and has not visited a Dwarven Kingdom in all that time. So for all he knows, like he's oblivious to all these things, but a lot of these the Dwarves have effectively been drawn, like they've been driven out of the mountains or like to, to hide in only one area, and most of them have been killed. Um so it's like that realization, like oh shit, I might be the last dwarf. That kind of sucks. Got a lot more weight if you know the backstory, but still
1: sucks though. Mm-hmm. And then he reads that that book is huge, um, huge. huge. Uh, the cave troll. I, I just love when the orcs start coming and they're like, oh, there's a cave troll there, <laughs> and he just busts it through like the Kool Aid Man uh, breaking it's through.
2: How he got me before,
1: yes. And when he's, you know, that part where he steps on someone and, <laughs> in Resident Evil 4. Uh oh! <laughs> And
3: clearly they, and Frodo and his friends, they did not save the dog on the way. See, so no there's, there's right. their dog to help them fight El Gigante. It's mm-hmm. a shame. He's, a touch,
2: he's touching his chest there.
1: Yeah, because he got stabbed, and uh, Frodo had, like, this poop face every time uh, he got stabbed.
2: <laughs> He said that, That saw his <laughs> cell of stabbing. It was like, yeah, he really had to take shit.
3: He <laughs> That's just him eyes. He's just got those big, buggy, crackhead eyes. Just like, I'm, I am look like I'm always ready to cry. And if anything happens where I'm shocked or upset, I'm going to shit myself.
1: Yeah, and we didn't mention before, like, the.
3: Oh,
1: <laughs> Wait, what What happened? Go back. back. Frodo grows. Oh, just like, oh, this
0: is, is
3: going to look good. Oh, Frodo. A- <laughs> Matt, yeah, Master Frodo.
1: Yeah, so apparently that armor is like fucking strong as shit and uh, saves Frodo.
3: That's something What's- else they cut out of the theatrical version, but is in the extended edition, is they talk about Mithril for a while and... Someone's like, "Oh, someone gave Bilbo a vest made of it," and Gimli's like, "That's a that's a gift fit for a king. That's amazing," because mm-hmm. the they don't realize Frodo yeah. has it right yet.
1: Yeah, it's
2: pretty they sweet. do not even say that much about it. It's weird that they cut that out just to establish like what the fuck mithril is. Yeah, uh, it's a
3: total afterthought. There's like there's like full paragraphs about like the ancient material known as mithril within yeah. the series, like to, to explain to you like why that's important. Because it's not just that it's a strong; it's also one of the rarest things to find. And right. they're like that's... a story, a backstory about like a dwarven <coughs> kingdom that went into madness, and like the kingdom like the entire like smaller kingdom was lost because they went digging for, for mithril. Like it's a whole thing, like within the backstory of the middle earth, uh, lore. So again, it's just those things that they're just afterthoughts in the, in the film, but uh, that's okay.
1: We, we forgot to mention before, and this is one of the big questions I have, but like when Frodo gets stabbed the first time, yeah, he got stabbed twice in this movie. Um, but the first time was without the armor um, he was stabbed by the the wraith, uh, uh, the ring wraiths, the king, whatever. Uh,
3: the witch king.
1: Yeah, and everybody's seen the movie here, right? All three movies. Zach, you seen all three? I have. The, okay, I remember parts. So, did he die there? Like, was he like Frodo dead, and then like? Whatever like afterlife that he was supposed to go to towards return of the king, which we will get to over there. But was that like a, a poison going into him through that, that sword that slowly well, g-
3: I mean I mean Yeah, he, he was, was poisoned. poisoned, yeah. Now that like he, he died. He doesn't You're die. Yeah, that's why they're in such a hurry, so that he doesn't die. Yeah, he's just poisoned 'cause the dark, the whole point wasn't just that he would die, is that if that if that poison were to take a full effect then he would become a wraith. Yeah, he'd go over to the shadow realm. Or that would sh- look
2: silly, though. He'd be like half the size of those other wraiths. Mm-hmm. He's always been having poop face.
3: A little short wraith.
0: Get up.
1: That's not. That's not poop <laughs> face.
3: Come on, half wraith. He's just riding like a black donkey. That's like It's Diablo. <laughs> He's here to. Yeah,
2: look, he look, to spend just... thirty-five
3: thousand
2: dollars for you to get a sword. Right. We've arrived.
3: <laughs> we've arrived at a new meme. You shall not pass. He's just yelling microtransactions and game offs like "You shall not pass." No, we will not <laughs> fucking take this. You shall not pass. Yeah. Uh,
1: the animated uh, film that we saw—it was a joke of the Balrog and all that yeah. stuff. So, uh, they really
2: fucked that up. Uh, figured it would be like they, they try to make like fucking Fantasia or some shit at least. No,
3: they—they—they—they they, they, they get so far away from Fantasia. Meanwhile, I love this so much. I love the fucking fire whip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so my favorite cool like, shit—the cool Balrog yeah, dual cool. wheels, and he doesn't fuck around. No, yeah, he fire sword, fire whip, and the OG, the OG Balrog, Yeah, that's my favorite Street Fighter character. <laughs> <laughs> none, none of that, none of that Western release shit. I want my Japanese Balrog. Yeah, no, the ball cut, in the cut Balrog
2: falls down the pit. He says, "My fight money." They 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 left that out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> my fight money. <laughs> my fight money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's crying there.
3: And then
2: why is he crying?
1: Wait, do I have that? Oh, Gandalf died. No.
2: Because Gandalf died. He got There's KO'd. The... I got Gandalf died.
3: Gandalf died and he'll never return. He's sad.
2: He didn't really die. He just fucking tricked all those fuckers into running away so he could hog all the XP for himself. <laughs> there it is. There's that meme
3: that we talked about last
1: time.
3: <laughs> 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 wait, wait, us there, Zach.
1: <laughs> uh, but... At this point, I would like—I uh, would say that, that oh, well, that too is shit. He's probably like, God damn it. Uh, but uh, Frodo.
3: With as much noise <laughs> as your dwarf friend is making, we could have shot him in the dark. You breathe. <laughs> well, I,
2: have, I have to wear that goddamn CPAP thing every time I go to sleep.
3: <laughs> also, I completely forgot. Uh, I've only seen the extended editions, like maybe once, and I'm starting to think maybe I didn't even watch the whole thing. They cut out all the stuff where uh, Gimli's like being a huge racist asshole, and then he meets Galadriel, and he's like, "She's beautiful. I love elves now." <laughs> uh-huh. And like, he can, like, and then Legolas is like, "What did you ask her for?" And he said, "All I wanted was one hair from her head." And like, like that's such a interesting classic, stupid adventure bullshit thing to do, but I really like all that stuff. But that was and, another reason why
2: I was was cool. a lot of this, because his whole reaction when he's, like, with
3: glad and shit, I was like, oh my god, that's so fucking cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, and, and that's all gone from the theatrical version, and I guess with reason, it doesn't really add to much. I just like it. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, they glow. See, they, they glow. They glow. It's smooth. Uh, yeah. That yeah. the way they
3: shoot the elves. That's just the right. way they look they have great moisturizers they, they they project vaseline on the camera lenses <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's in uh that's a little a little hollywood trivia for you in early hollywood if they wanted um bloom on a camera lens like if you're seeing mm-hmm, the, the love interest or something they'd smear vaseline on the camera lens that's that's me. funny i didn't that's, mean that's, that that's what i was alluding sense. to yeah, it's actually really cool too. That you were just being silly, but it's actually like a historical. Uh, yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's cool.
1: Oh, here's the second time uh, Legolas talks in the film. For me, the creepiest. That's what he says. Yes.
3: Yeah, uh, he gets he gets more later on, and he gets to like fall into that cryptic. Like he says some really weird, like kind of like cowboy kind of shit later on, like in the oh, later man. movies, of, like just hot. I, I smell blood in the wind towards the west they are coming, or some, like, this bullshit like that. It's, like, very cryptic, and no one's, like, knowing what he's talking about. But, uh, it's just weird elf shit. There's something I've always wondered, and I think it's just Tolkien being a weirdo. Why does everyone have to have, like, three and four names in these books? Because oh, yes. they get there, and it's like, oh, deer, that's what the elves called him. Why? Just call him Gandalf, It's his name. And then also there's Gandalf, and there's Stormcrow as well, and mm-hmm. it's, just call him Gandalf, goddammit. it! I'm getting confused. Yeah, he, each like civilization knew him as someone different, or each race. Yeah. to be fair, like he is eternal and all that shit. So maybe I that's get why it. I get it. But it's not just him; like everyone has different names, right? Right. Like, yeah, everyone, everyone else has that going on too, and it's, mm-hmm. it gets a little confusing once in a while. Strider, and then
2: Aragorn's got an elf name they call him, and then right they, Aragorn, and then, which is. A fake name too, isn't it? It's it's just another name he made up for himself, right? People will say
3: Asildor's heir, and you have to remember all that means there. Mm. That that yeah. totally has to do with his whole like background, right, with linguistics and everything though. That was just like a Tolkien. I mean that this was is a, the he movie wasn't spo- just an author, he was a PhD in linguistics. So.
2: That's true. This is the movie spoiling the rest of the movies that are
3: that are to come.
1: Yes. Fire. Everybody does. And also, Sammy falls asleep because he ate too much potatoes.
3: It's true, but that potato stew—carved yeah. out, bro.
1: He didn't boil him or smash him. He just stuck him <laughs> in the stew.
0: <laughs> Never stick him in the <laughs> stew.
1: Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what else can we? Because we already talked about Boromir, because that scene that Andy was talking about before about Gondor—that um, was just <laughs> happening. Which, by the way, the, the captions that are coming up is funny as fuck. Uh, because there was part where he's like, I've seen the White City. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, I, too,
2: have seen the White City. Condor.
1: Yeah. Oh, look, Legolas is talking again.
2: Something draws near. He can feel it. Don't oh. play it. Oh, my God, we're going to
1: die. <laughs> Don't worry. It was only seconds. Uh, and <laughs> pretty much after, you know, uh, them talking to the elves... It, it, it pretty much leads to the end kind of because every time i always see them on the boats uh in the river i'm like ah oh, we're getting there <laughs> and then that's the end
3: you still gotta have the big climactic fight you gotta have boromir falling into temptation you gotta have aragorn finally answering his call to kinghood you have to have mary and pippin getting kidnapped by orcs you gotta mm. have uh uh, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas deciding to let Frodo and Sam go, oh and the fellowship is broken, truly it was for nothing. And he's like, Well, I don't know if it was for nothing. Like there's a lot more, and it's all important.
1: Yes. I'm not saying it's just like, oh, they're in the boats and in the end. I'm just saying when it gets to that point, I'm like, oh, this is when the shit like hits the fan finally. Um and all the orcs and all that stuff happen. Um but Aragorn gives like Frodo this choice, and it, it's cool how they like wrap it up, kind of, because like Frodo, you know, decides that he needs to go the, on the journey by himself, uh and then Samwise like finds him and like has that dramatic like going through the water, and he's like drowning and shit. He's like, "You can't swim, Samwise. What are you doing?" <laughs> he's like, like, "Dog
2: r- paddle, like he fucking grounds almost." <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh. But like seeing the orcs was fucking cool and shit. Uh,
2: yeah, What's my other favorite character, the orc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're they're all like scary as shit.
3: Yeah, <laughs> they oh, did yeah, a really man. good job with them.
2: My favorite part of that shit is like they had that battle with like the boss
3: orc. I don't know, did he have a name? Mm-hmm. Probably in something. I'm sure His if name... you buy like the behind the scenes Weta art book or something, he's got a name. Oh yeah, they, they gave him some type of name. Big orc. The boss Big orc, orc, orc fucking. Bormir, It was all dramatic. They do such a good job with that whole thing. Like He's scary. Just the sound the bow makes when he draws it back is scary. Yeah. And then he, he aims
2: and he's like snarling. and It's like the fucking Predator or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like when Aragorn finds him and they fight and he fucking stabs him and he like pulls himself through the sword to snarl at him. That's also
3: scary. Like, that's oh, cool shit. Like, Aragorn stabs him. He's like, motherfucker, it's going to take more than that to kill me. And Aragorn's like, oh, okay, well, let's try this. And he cuts his yeah, head Yeah, he cuts his head off. <laughs> before that, he's like, I made of mud and shit. Like, <laughs> cave shit me I'm a, I'm a shit caveman.
1: Well, what you didn't know is in the script, like, it actually reads you come out of the cave poop. And then you become a, a super orc.
3: Super mm. orc.
1: Yes. The
3: orcai. Yeah. super <laughs> I'm a yeah, cave shit dark elf.
1: And Andy, you're right. Like, after, like, he sees Boromir dead and, like, he had that conversation before he he dies, like, you see the demeanor in Aragon. Like, you, the leadership role does come in right after this.
3: Yeah. I, I, I mean, like I said, I saw this movie, like, 30 times when I was younger in high school or whatever. And well, just... it only has just dawned on me how fucking important those two minutes are
1: i just noticed there's fucking tears in his eyes i thought that was sweat (laughs) every time i
3: uh i mean boromir died and a lot lot happens there like honestly if if for any reason and you know no shame because like i said i never got it if if you haven't seen the movie in a while or even if you've seen it recently and you didn't pick up on that by all means watch at least just that Mm mm-hmm because you'll you'll see you'll see what I'm talking about. And I really think it elevates that scene a lot.
1: Yeah, and I I really like how it closes out because like it 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 builds into the story because like oh what's happening to Merry and Pippin they're being taken away by the orcs. Frodo and Samwise are going on their own journey, and then it, it, like <laughs> what's funny is like Legolas is like we need to go after uh you know uh Frodo and them because of the ring, and he's like no they're on their own journey. Uh, and they're going after to save Merry and Pippin, and that's when we get the Two Towers and Return of the King. Uh, but when I saw this in theaters, man, I I was hyped. I couldn't wait for the next movie. Um, um, So, like, every time that movie came out, like, Two Towers and then Return of the King, I was always hyped for Lord of the Rings. But uh, do you guys have anything else you want to bring up before we say recommended or not recommended?
3: Um... I didn't find an excuse to bring up the fact that in the extended version they add back in the scene where Galadriel's giving them gifts and she gives Merry and Pippin like daggers and they're like, these daggers have seen combat with the elven armies and they're badass. And they're both like, oh, it's pretty fucking cool. And then she's like, Sam, for you a rope. And she gives him an elven rope and he's like you don't have any more of those daggers, do you? And she just, like, <laughs> yeah. blows him off and, like, starts talking to him. I mean, it's bullshit. They got plus three daggers. They got a fucking rope. But, yeah,
2: yeah, rope. As, 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 as
3: we'll see, the rope is exactly what he needed. But yeah. Yeah. if you watch the theatrical version, they, that that's not there. He just has a rope so i I don't know i like it i like it being in there i I hate to advocate for a fucking four-hour movie because it's way too long it's way too long for a movie to be but maybe there's a few exceptions out there maybe this can be one of them because all the stuff that gets cut is just so inviting and enriching and i just like it i I like the extended version of this movie it's not something you can watch all the time though it's just too much of a time commitment well like every five years yeah it's leap year. Maybe Anything career. else? Anything else for anyone else? Oh, I mean, just because it's an obvious, but the score to the film is... Oh, yeah. Obvious. Yeah, that's right. We <laughs> just don't talk about it because it's like, it's a given. Like, the score to this film is one of the more iconic ones. I've I got it. I've got great. it on CD. I still listen to it every once in a while when I write D&D campaigns. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's just great music.
1: Yeah, the score, I I love the score. Uh, I I like the Hobbit scores uh, a little bit more.
3: I think the song concerning Hobbits is probably one of the most famous pieces of soundtrack music ever written, I think. Mm-hmm. It's the music that plays when they're in the Shire. <laughs> the Shire. It's, I, I, for, I, I hear it all kinds of places, and I think it has, no one has examined it, but I think it has become like one of the most famous. I, I would venture it's one of the most famous non-theme song pieces of soundtrack ever.
1: I agree, but yeah, man, fuck, thank you for bringing that up, Cha. I totally forgot about the score. uh literally, yeah. the score from b- fucking fellowship all the way to Return to King is awesome, yeah, uh, no, it's all great, yeah,
3: oh yeah, oh man, those battle scenes, we get there, here's some intense mm-hmm. fucking music, it's great,
1: Elm's deep, um anyway, I think it's time to get into recommendation- unless Zach, do you have anything you want to bring up?
2: No, I don't recommend this movie.
1: You're not recommending?
2: No. It's too uh, long. Okay. I'm just <laughs> I liked it. I was trying to troll everybody and just make you question whether or not I really liked it or not. So. I I uh, was actually
1: going to go. I understand. Uh, and then I thought that's where I, I kind of thought that's where you're going because I was going to be like, well, everybody recommends this film, but then I was like, maybe Zach doesn't recommend it. But uh, yeah, I re- well, recommend I recommend it.
2: I was I was doing a, a bit. I was doing a fucking gimmick.
3: And, <laughs> and he's being like, Gimli yeah. He's trying to be Gimli and be all sour on shit But See, he's already got the I glad said, real hair
2: Gimli is is me In this movie
1: I mean I would be sour if like all my relatives Fucking died <laughs> I
2: felt for him man he's, It's hilarious he's, he's, nice. go through, he's going all through boards Like oh man it's, it's still going to be great After he sees a bunch of skeletons and shit I promise it'll be
3: great and, <laughs> It's ah, here. they're hiding. They do this all the time. When his cousin's dead or whatever, and <laughs> he just fucking breaks down. Oh, one of, one of my favorite lines in the movie is, this isn't mine, this is a tomb. And then they, like, it all crashes down and they're like, holy shit! Oh, fuck, we gotta get out of here! And then <laughs> there's the big fight with the the fucking crack. No,
2: I, I went this well, mine, I do pick at movies that I feel like are too long for their own good. Uh, it's, I always, that's something I always pay attention to, is runtime. time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, didn't really feel it when I was watching this movie. So you know what? It, it earns the extended time. So,
3: yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, it's just it's it's got to be an exception. It just feels so good. And I I mean, I think uh, I think years of playing D D will give you an even greater appreciation of these movies
1: too. Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah, a session doesn't just last an hour in D D; it lasts Five. many hours. Yeah, it uh, can. Uh. I'm not even going to say it. Andy, I'm guessing you recommend, correct?
3: Yeah, of course. Uh, Theatrical, extended. It doesn't matter. It's great. Read the book. Do it all.
1: Mm -hmm. And Chaz would have. Read The Hobbit first,
3: though. Yes. Yeah, I mean, bear bear shit in the woods, and I recommend this movie. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to hear me complain about it. Yeah, cave poop. Definitely watch it. Cave poop. (laughs) Uh,
1: So, next uh, movie in the Lord of the Rings trilogy is The Two Hobbit. No. Oh,
0: what? <laughs> the two towers. So
1: yeah. The two towers. Not nine eleven. Not the wrestlers. <laughs> the two towers. Uh, skyscrapers. So, yeah, so <laughs> remember to watch the two towers and come back and we'll talk about it. Um I do have one piece of news before we end the podcast. So, um if you're not familiar with Eric July. Um, A.K.A. Young Ripper. Um, he launched a comic book company yesterday um, called The Ripperverse. Um, and his main motivation is that the the old guard of DC and Marvel are coming out with shit stories. And too much social uh, justice and politics into stories. He's like, fuck that shit. I'm going to make my own. Um, so he has this comic series called ISOM. Uh, I don't know too much. They kind of give like a little backstory that like he was, um, you know, in the city of Texas and then certain characters get involved. Uh, I don't know what type of powers they have. Uh, And I'm going to be full disclosure. I don't know what the plot is going to be. I just do you guys remember like when you looked at comic books, like the main reason when you were a kid, you're like, oh, this this cover looks fucking cool. And that's why i want to read it
2: This dude th- throwing fucking playing cards and explode what the fuck's that about and then you buy it
1: yeah
2: <laughs> like yeah i mean
0: that's
2: that, kind of a that's
1: how, that's how i feel with this um the art looks fucking amazing um and i'm not like super picky with the art the art but i got this poster and this poster and there's already people doing Rule 34 of Yaria, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Last long.
1: Yeah. So she's a fan favorite already. But I just... My main goal here is to show this. With over, uh, like, 24 hours, he made $1 million. Um, 1.2 million. Yeah. 30,
0: 30
1: yeah, almost 1.2 million. Uh, and all the haters were just like, oh, this is a flop. Oh, this... uh a uh, campaign thing is not going to work because uh, they think it's a Kickstarter and it's not a Kickstarter. He already has the product written and ready to be printed. It's not like he's asking for the money and then he's going to create the product. The product's already there. The reason he said he's doing this is so he could be transparent of what's going on and what's being distributed. Um, so obviously you see how many purchases there's over 12,000 and then this revenue and then he has stretch goals. Uh <laughs> which by the way, his only goal is a hundred thousand. He thought he was only gonna get a hundred thousand, maybe five hundred thousand the most. Uh, but he's getting things like uh he's hiring the two artists as full time now uh for his future ripiverse things. Uh he That's got cool. he's got a cargo van that he's gonna be buying so it's easier to ship things. Um <laughs> Uh, there's going to be two more guaranteed campaigns. So that means we're going to get two more issues if people want it. Uh, And then he's going to reveal the team. uh, I guess, I don't know what he means by this. I don't know if he means by reveal the team that's going to be working on the next project, or does he mean he's going to reveal more characters? Um,
2: I think he's a creative team.
1: Yeah. Um, But, you know, it, it just shows you that you don't need these mega corporations to create things it's not like i need to create a character and be like man i hope this gets picked up on dc or or marvel just create your own shit like if you if you if you hate the stuff create your own stuff get the hype around it and that's what he did um and i'm excited for it i haven't been excited for a comic book in a long time and it actually got me excited to look at that umbrella guy his comic book that i want to check out i want to check out uh uh, to Doug to the guy who d- uh, did earthworm Jim. He has a comic book that I want to, uh, get. And then I want to get EVS, uh, Ethan Vans, uh, Skyvers uh, a comic skate, uh, his comic, the frog, wh- wh- what Cyber was it? Frog. Cyber frog. Cyber Battletoad. Yeah. yeah. The
2: stupid, the stupid trolls is going to call it Battletoad. His stupid Battletoad comic won't sell shit. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. His last campaign was like 1.4 million or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But just for some perspective uh, on this, because this you said this was a ninety-six page book, right? Yeah. So that's like a um, that's like a, the size of a trade. Uh, a lot of trades will sell anywhere between a few hundred copies, and ones that'll sell well these days can maybe make about ten thousand.
3: He's done over twelve. So. There's not going to be single issues. He's just going to do yes, trade paperback. Mm-hmm. That's what a, that's what a lot of these guys do. They, I mean, that's, they that's that makes sense. That's the only thing I would want to buy. Yeah,
2: like they'll do books bigger than like a, a single issue. Like some some people do forty eight pages or like sixty four. Uh, I think he's done the biggest so far, as far as I know. Though most people go a little bit smaller than what he just
3: put out. So is this to crowdfund a single story or is this a, a whole series of it's books?
1: It's going to be a universe. So like in a well, sense That's what I mean.
3: Like is this one or more?
1: It's going to be more, more. Yeah, there there's other let me see if I can find uh, still uh, photos real quick of all the all the characters that he teased and shit. Uh, but apparently there's going to be more uh Isum who's this guy right here um, which is avery he's going to be the main uh protagonist in this um but let's see i don't even know the pictures are not showing up anymore (laughs) so they there they are they're right here what's
3: the uh what's what's the elevator pitch for his story like Uh, who is in is is, is, is in some or whatever
1: he doesn't go into detail on like how he gets his powers but he's just like a person that um here, I'll read it for you. Avery Stillman was once a an entry level hero known as I- Isum in the city of Flores Park, Texas. Shortly after gaining his special abilities, a certain event had him banged up, uh, had hanged up his suit, and now he stays on the outskirts of the city, living as a rancher. And then characters along the way will show how, like an it's an origin story of this uh, Isum person, um, which that's the pitch. What I will say, and I mentioned it before, um, not a lot of plot has been said about this. And every time he streams, like people are trying to be like, well, what is this person going to do? And he's like, well, you're going to have to read the book. And maybe that might be his weakness because, hey, you're selling this comic book. How are you going to get Normies to go buy it? Um, I don't
2: know about that because sometimes I, I've seen a lot of people reveal. They'll divulge a lot of things about the plot. Mm-hmm. And it's like by the time the campaign's almost over, you know a lot about the plot, and you've seen a lot of the pages. So it's like, what was – I mean, you kind of hey, spoiled it for yourself a little bit.
1: You got a point. So, I mean, maybe that's what he's maybe has the same mindset as you. Is like, I don't want to spill too much of the beans. Go buy the book. And, hey, I mean, he's not having a problem with that. People are buying. Now, is that people that are maybe yeah. – jumped over 1.2 oh shit <laughs> just that was a big jump yeah mm-hmm. but you know uh, part of it is the movement that i kind of want to get behind a little bit uh and say is
3: i mean that's what it seems like it's being sold on then like i mean no one could possibly know if the story's good it seems like they're backing it because parallel it's Par- independent yeah they, yeah they like the creator
1: yeah, it's it's very ind- independent and parallel economy. I don't know if you guys heard that term lately, um, where it's like you know, people that ha- have hijacked Hollywood and hijacked all the hobbies and stuff and turning stuff into garbage. Um, what people, you know, it's kind of like the learn to code kind of thing that they, they've said and stuff. That's what they're kind of doing, in the independent scene is they're doing a parallel economy. Look at the Daily Wire. They're making their own movies and shit. Now, is it good? Probably some of them, probably not. But some of them are, you know, are gaining traction. Uh, you have all the Comicsgate people, uh, which again, they're not pushing any right wing agenda. They're just telling a good fucking story, and that's it's what.
2: what? things to be like how they were fucking 10 years ago more yes. or less. That's, that's
1: what it is it, it, his main thing is like he wants to get back to the days where like you you, you argued over stupid shit like oh batman could beat fucking superman if he did this and all that stuff that's the conversations he wants back in the comic world instead of being like you know maybe maybe spider-man should have put more cock in his mouth like I like you, 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 you. don't want to talk about that. You want to have a good story. You want to you know the villain and stuff. You don't. Want, you, you want it to be amazing and and cool and stuff, and not something that I have to be beaten on the head about. Uh, you know we should be a utopia and all that stuff. Fuck that. Batman. Batman, right. Batman is,
2: a, is a vigilante and it's it's
3: illegal and he's a he beats up poor people. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. so I, I think I'll play devil's advocate with that so like one of the greatest like superhero teams in terms of comic book arcs that are out there is X-Men and X-Men is entirely a a, a parallel of the civil rights movement like it literally exists like Magneto is Malcolm X like I, like that's and that's not just me just saying it has an opinion that's like that's been stated by the creators so like I don't necessarily think that social issues should stay out of the comics I just don't think that well, be what's def- been happening or- is that they have been changing every little facet of a comic to shove a certain agenda down someone's throats for the sake of oh you'll buy this because I put a rainbow on it
2: no and like,
3: that's not fair like that's not fair to, for the sake of selling it if you got a good story and it and it it's, it creates discussion by all means do it so I think that's the problem and and again the comics have just gotten very stale
1: I uh, I nobody
2: nobody's ever said that per- exactly nobody's saying oh there should never be any politics." you know that's not true because we have a lot of stories
3: uh that ended up happening without that some influence. Oh, i agree yeah but uh, but i yeah. understand there's fatigue there and, it, and it's definitely gotten to a point where they've just overdone it like i mean I just, and again it's just like for instance like think about what all of like the past month was like the past month in june was pride month just every company that could go out there and just put a rainbow on whatever they do and just say, oh, yeah, look at that. I support LGBT. And no, you don't. You just want my fucking money. You just <laughs> put a rainbow on it and just said that shit. Like, whatever. I, I want to do that. I'd go, I would go buy the, the fucking Krabby Patty in rainbow colors and eat it instead. Like, that's it's just bullshit. It's just a pe- way to get people to give money to whatever. Yeah. So, so I agree with you. I, it's good that someone's going out from that and saying, you know what? I want to get back to good storytelling. Yeah. You know, and, and Hopefully I- it is. But we'll see.
1: And I agree with you, Chaz. Like, I don't care. Like, if there's politics and like uh, social justice stuff there, but it's in the background and not the forefront. Like, I want a good story in the forefront, and maybe that stuff in the background. And I always bring this up: Black Mirror, San Junipero episode. I I consider that one of the greatest, not one of the greatest, but like I like it—the love story that is told in there, and they're lesbians. Like, I don't care if they're lesbians. I'm not, you know, saying go get gay is bad, uh, but have a good story behind it. Not be like, oh, I want to take Batman. I wonder if, you know, you know, take all the 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 the, the lore and stuff that we learned about Batman and just turn it upside down Uh, because you want to you want to put like a fucking yellow. uh, You want to put like a fucking rainbow uh, bat suit. instead of
2: Tim Drake is suddenly gay now, despite the fact that all of his best friends are fucking detectives and have known him for, like, decades and could never see any signs of it, and he was a player in high school, mm-hmm. and he, yeah, all this other shit, like, it just
1: makes no sense. And and I don't mind it. <laughs> I don't
3: like... When they do stuff like that to a character, it makes it seem like being gay is a choice, which right? is the wrong direction to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, the character shouldn't suddenly change and it's revealed, to, oh, it's that, it should right. be like, well, that character should have just been that way to begin with. Oh, yeah, that's that's, that's sending the wrong message. Uh, that was, yeah, like, that was like the ice cream joke where they pretty
2: much almost literally did that. And he raised his minds like, Bobby, you're gay. I just do what? And then he just goes with it. It's, <laughs> I'm gay. It's like, okay.
1: And y- you can make characters, like, for example, look at uh, Eric July. He made his own characters. Why can't d c and Marvel create their own characters? Oh, that's right because they can't. they have to use have properties to yeah they have
2: to use established characters to to play with and and, and break you can bend a character you can kind of like fuck with their uh their uh narrative makeup and everything they're the bones that make them, but if you break them that's when people get mad and they don't care anymore and they 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 retreat from that character.
3: You guys are kind of all interestingly saying the same thing, but in a different way. Uh, Like, the X-Men were created when the Civil Rights Movement was going on, and that's what it's about. And now they want to use Batman to tell a trans rights story. That doesn't work. You need to write a new story to tell Mm -hmm. the trans rights story. Mm-hmm. i mean that's what's yeah. going on now that's that that's a big deal now but you can't use these other characters that you already used to tell different stories to tell this completely new thing right? okay, i come up with a new team yeah, yeah he's having original because what it does is that, especially if you're trying to make it like the canonized story at the time it undermines whatever's happened before because logically it doesn't make any sense oh that didn't matter now it's this that matters right. yeah well, no no yeah. that mattered too Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. yeah exactly it's, it's kind of like
1: if you take Captain America since, like, he was in the 40s and shit, be like, you know, what is happening here with, you know, the gays and the the new social cues that are happening in today, and, like, you make that Captain America is going with the times, but then you have this side character, if you want to introduce this, like, trans or or gay person, but make it a good character. Don't be like, well, now Captain America takes it up the ass. Like, I... I, Stop it. Like, I... Well, and I don't
3: think it's limited just I mean, I, again, like I know we're, we're going with it, but like it's not just limited to that. Like think about the other thing that happened recently with Captain America, like in the last like 5 years. Um the secret, Yeah, the Secret Empire, like just changing and and just for just a cheap sell to get people to be shocked and stuff. They they do the Hyder thing and like that got a lot of notoriety for sure mm-hmm. but it kind of flopped and it backfired in their face because people mm-hmm. fucking hated it mm-hmm. and they all did that what so people would be shocked and go, oh I gotta buy this and look at it you know nobody wanted to buy it because you just pissed everyone off because you just threw away literal decades of storytelling yeah stuff like that, that should happen to Captain America it shouldn't be him being the nazi exactly. exactly yeah exactly like that should be something where someone he trusted for a long time should do it and there's backstory it, it like, shouldn't be him because he's a symbol of something i've always and, liked the idea that captain america i mean he's literally called captain america he can be the personification of how america feels about something like he said 9-11 happened he said police officers are murdering innocent black people he's sad about that stuff because he should be But they shouldn't make him a Nazi to tell a story about Nazis in American government. That doesn't make sense. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: It's just weird. Like ever since um, I want to say, like Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen, it's like the industry really got got high off that idea of the deconstruction of like a character. Well, this book sold really well too, right? Concept, and it's just like everybody, like some people, tried that and succeeded. But everybody else tries to do it, and it just, you get Hydra you get, like, it's like everybody becomes the antithesis of who they are at some point, just for a gimmick. Spider-Man becomes a multi-millionaire, and he's successful, and he has a bunch of money, and he owns corporations. That that happened a few years ago. Really? Yeah, it's, it sounds fucking weird, weird doesn't it?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark went through that weird, like, alternate meltdown where, like, they had to like, get rid of the real Tony and like his teenage version from a different universe took over, and then he came back because they restored the timeline, and then he found out his parents weren't his real parents, and like, uh, it, it's weird how like undo a bunch of random bullshit for the sake of doing it. It's like just if you're gonna rewrite that, just freaking really care.
2: The X the X Men is the one that kills me the most, though. Talking about the X-Men, the group of people that were all like, oh, man, we need mm. to, like, get people to understand how we're different. But, like, we're, we're still people and we need to all, like, you know, coexist and everything and get along. Now there's militant separatists, oh, that ones that live in their own country and don't want anybody to come in. And yeah. It's the exact opposite. It's like if the Brotherhood of Mutants won.
3: Yeah, no, they they literally just like... It's like they just pissed on the original take of the story to show how people can try to coexist. They're like, no, fuck it. We're going to our own island. We don't that like p- this. That
2: pisses me off the most. That's like well, the thing that's happened recently. You just, God, I hate that. What, what about Where where is the drama come his from?
3: Bullshit? Turns out he's making time eggs or whatever that, that nonsense. We have there to no, there with that.
2: There is no drama in the X-Men books now. It's stupid. It's like they, they don't die. You can't die. And everybody just mills about and has conversations about who's fucking who or who's an asshole. it's stupid. It's <laughs> it's just stupid.
1: Oh man. But, uh, just to, uh, end it off here, uh, before we close out the show, uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up about the Ripperverse is before the, he launched the campaign. He talked about, there's not going to be any multiverses and time travels and stuff. So I'm, I'm that's cool.
2: That's a old statement too. Usually. Cause a lot of right. people get in and fuck with that.
1: Mm-hmm. So we'll see. with time travel. We'll see. Uh, cause you know, if, if things get stale, usually that's the go-to, right? They, they multiverse oh, or they time travel or someone dies and stuff. Um,
3: Spooky box. I have a, I have a bit of news real quick to throw in. It's just very, very quick. I don't know if y'all saw it. Microtransactions have broken out past the scope of, uh, like our general entertainment and media. Um, apparently BMW has now launched a new thing for their, their newer making models of vehicles. They are putting the software to allow like heated seats, but they are locking it, but uh, with like some type of like uh, uh, whatever background lock within the software, and you have to pay a monthly subscription to have heated seats. Great! Now I gotta jailbreak my fucking car. That's actually been a problem anyway. Like uh, when, <laughs> I, when I uh, when I previously had mine, uh, the. Uh, uh, there was, like, problems, like, you break your warranty and stuff, so it's a big, like, no-no to not do it, but if you do that, you get so much options to, like, customize the specs within your car and your engine. People have been doing it to Teslas, I know, too. mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, so the only downside is, like, if you're gonna buy it, like, fair warning, like, you you do void your warranty, so it's a big problem, but, like, if you don't care about that, like, you can do so much to your car, you can get access full, like, full access to the like your phone. I mean, if you jailbreak it, you can do a lot of stuff they don't necessarily want you to do. Oh, yeah, there's, like... I was reading about... you probably have like 3% of access to like your, like the options and stuff that you can actually like control in a default like car like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you jailbreak it, like there's just so many more options available to what your car can do and you can customize it. It just, it's kind of crazy. I was reading about people jailbreaking for lack of a better term, uh, EVs and getting more efficient mileage out of them. Like Mm -hmm. it should have the most efficient mileage right off the dealership, but They were doing stuff that would get more life out of the batteries and people start looking at planned obsolescence. Like, is this a thing where the batteries are supposed to, because when a battery goes bad in an EV, it's incredibly hard to replace. However, in the coming years, Tesla, I think it was, it was either Tesla or GM, they revealed they have a new method to put batteries into cars and it's building them into the frame. Which means mm-hmm. you will be unable to replace the batteries in an electric vehicle in the future. Just completely, you can't even take them out. So Uh-oh. it's just going to fuck yeah. you pretty much if you need mm-hmm. to change them.
2: Well, now so, you got to get you got to get a fucking t- wrecker to come tow your car off. To get <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. no, you got
3: to get a new car. That's that's all there is to it. It's gonna it's gonna go a long way to eradicate the used car market, and it's going to go a long way to increase uh, leasing and stuff like that. So I don't yeah, know. Gonna, I, again, it's it, this nowhere. is just backfires what it's going to do, but that's it hasn't happened yet. Pressure. But this is all yeah. like they've revealed at the trade shows, and they've been showing stuff off. So it's
2: going to go a, a long way in keeping me uh, using the the fluid of, made from the corpses of dead dinosaurs to power my machines,
3: as long as you're allowed to.
2: That's <laughs> what I'm worried
3: about. Yeah, well, I, I mean, obviously, we have a completely different setup here than in other countries, but in the UK. Talking about how in the next ten years they're going to start not allowing uh, combustion engines on certain roadways. Like, th- think like if Congress passed a law that said if you have a combustion engine, you're not allowed on the interstate system. It's that. It's th- the equivalent of that kind of nonsense. So that you, is that is insane. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean that that's terrifying to think about. But I mean, you know the way our fucking government's been doing things lately. I wouldn't be too surprised. I don't want to, sorry, that, I, I don't want to bait anyone into any kind of conversation about the government on our podcast about movies and video games. But yeah, we keep the government saying. off our podcast. Don't you talk <laughs> about it. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> government Sauron, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep it within the context of what we were talking about
3: yeah let's well, not talk about the government he's immediately like the government is the entity of evil thank you any other things you want to share Zach?
1: i work for evil um anyway yeah. <laughs> i you're,
2: think you're your interior agent so it's okay yeah there we go
1: um i think we'll end it here um anybody anyone have last words before i close it out no All right. If you want to catch up more Big Trouble Podcasts, we're on all podcast services, Google uh, Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, your mother's ass. No, it's everywhere. Uh, Whoa. whoa. (laughs) Uh, Also, we're on the tubes, the YouTubes, if you type in Big Trouble (laughs) Podcasts. And we're on Twitch on my Joe Dubs plays uh, as well live streaming. Uh, me and Zach did the Nemesis project. If you want to check out Resident Evil Revelations Two, our review. The next game we're gonna be doing on there is uh, uh Resident Evil Seven. Um, so keep an eye out on that. Uh, it's gonna be
2: better okay.
1: Yes, uh, better than Revelations Two, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> but uh, getting some color. Um, we're gonna be getting back to that. We have one more. Probably shitty episode of WCW Saturday Night and then the award uh, for the month. Uh, and then soon we're going to be having our Metal Gear podcast where we'll, me, Zach, and Andy will be talking about uh, the the first Metal Gear for the MSX. Uh, but not Chaz
3: tap out. He's not doing Metal Gear? No, no Metal Gear for me. Not yet. Yeah. But, not, uh, not until uh, I do some book learning. Book learning. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But you're playing I'm...
2: Elden Ring while you're book learning, I'm gonna give you shit about it.
3: <laughs> no, I already I already finished Elden Ring. I'm not allowed to play it for like another six months. Yeah, I've heard about how you people finish Souls games. Well I platinum did. I beat it again, but this time I was a I was a wizard, and I only wore underpants. And I, I played it to... again, I only used shields. I played it again and I only used, I I try... I only used starbolts. star 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 I wore a pot on my head and had two katanas. Yeah, I'm and gonna make a I'm gonna make a controller out of out of a watermelon. Yeah, then put then my, my my that, yeah. Yeah. a little bit my hand inside watermelon. I'd like, well, yeah, make a controller out of a, a theremin and a used diaper and I'll fucking beat the same <laughs> <words>. <laughs>
1: Oh man. I think that's where really, yeah. stop, think,
3: get help. <laughs> let me solo her used diaper. <laughs> let me solo me.
1: On that note, I think we'll end this episode with this picture of Batman. Um, so if you're not watching the video, uh, the video, there's Batman. Everybody, have a good night, everybody. Peace.
3: Yeah, Keanu Reeves, Batman. looks so Peace. perplexed. <laughs>